Stop trying to make us talk about your stupid fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like we're going to go on a lot of tangents today. You can't escape your fate. Welcome back to the Trash Watch Podcast. This week, I, I don't think we tried to, like, save the reputation of Christopher Columbus with this movie in no, any way. No, quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. This, this, this should be Christopher Columbus's legacy as just a hapless dumbass who can't do anything right because he's so gold-obsessed. And that movie is 1992's The Magic Voyage, picked by yours, uh, your favorite person on the show here, at least one of my favorite people, is Brian. I... You said you watched. I, this, like, I don't think I'm going to be anybody's favorite person after this. You know what? Though? Here's the thing: like in my head, because you had told us last week when you picked this movie and we were getting ready to watch it that you saw this multiple times as a child. And I, like, in my head, I want to, I, I want to imagine Tiny Brian and this movie somehow influences him in a positive way. But I, I don't know if we can find it. <laughs> Legit, as I texted you guys, uh, finding out that Brian watched this as a child, I want to retroactively call Child Protective Services on his parents. I mean, the thing is, like, I'm not sure this movie had an influence at all. Like, this is one of those movies that just kind of happened. Like, when I say I watched it multiple times, it's more like it was a rental. So, like, we watched it Friday night and then, like, again, Saturday morning. Yeah, because you just still had it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There are lots of colors. Yeah. yeah, it's also I would have been like, I mean, when the movie actually had the the dub and release, like I would have been like five. And also like I, I mean, stand by it, though, calling child protective services. But also like, you know, we'll get to talking about him because he is the movie. But like Pico's not a bad character to kind of like endear to your heart. Like he's he's kind of fun. I like I like Pico. <laughs> By the end, I was rooting for Pico and Marilyn. I ship them really hard. I don't know really? why, because there's oh, no build-up. I know why, because it's big Chris and Marilyn energy. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I told you, he, he's going to call me Pico more than once in exactly, this episode. Exactly, because yeah, 45 just, seconds into the episode. Because <laughs> Pico's character is basically walking around, seeing a thing, and saying that he likes the thing that he sees. Like... <laughs> He's just a little ball of love and optimism, and much that's like the- much like Pico, I love kisses. It's, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have a lady who's not even the same species as you, and you're like, oh, she loves me. This is perfect. It's I love true. everything. I love kisses. It's true. By the way, Merritt is is like so upset that she couldn't be here today, but she had stuff they had. She had to get ready for. her. She got abducted by an evil swarm of bees. Yeah, <laughs> Chris has to go across. I gotta go to the. To the Eastern Kingdom now because we're in the Western. Yeah, Kingdom. you've got to you've got to go to to New York to rescue her. Okay, so I know we're still kind of introducing this movie. So here's my question, Brian: Why is this movie so bad? Is it like the is it the the German of it all? Do they just not know how to make good animated movies? Were they trying to That's copy say, Disney? If, if, I, if I did, if I didn't love myself even the the tiny amount that I do. Then I would watch the German version of this just to try to figure that out. But I don't. this also, this also is not the first English dub. And like, 
that hmm. okay so that blows my mind too because like that's clearly like just a horrible dub all over oh, the place but also like this is not a movie like this this dub of this movie does not have a script it's literally dom DeLuise just describing what his character is doing on the screen yeah that kind of matches the lips but not. Uh, no they don't care about lip match at all yeah i say yeah. i have a, i have a note that kind of blows up i under i realized what this movie exactly is halfway through and we could do it now or we can wait till we no, get there. No, let's wait. Let's wait. Let's okay. wait. I'm curious. So looking at Wikipedia, it says, During initial stages of the film's production, the film would star the woodworm from Stowaways on the Ark, as well as a modest Columbus. The film was altered once American partners started investing on it and investing on it. And it saw potential for an international market. So basically, yeah, they started off doing one movie, then Americans came in and were like, ooh, do this movie. And then they were like, why not do both? That sounds about right. And then they were sitting in the theater watching and they were like, oh, this is why not do both. Yeah, bad. Bad right. results. Uh, I mean, there's nothing that's going to save us. So I just want to jump in by saying, um, I think on several episodes of the podcast, I've mentioned that when I see like three production cards in a row for companies i've never heard of or seen before it's a bad sign you know what turns out is a worse sign no production cards at all just like straight into the, there's like a text thing of like this company and then it's like the magic voyage here we are well here's the it. thing the movie already sets the tone because the first subtitle out the gate is parentheses ominous music <laughs> it so quickly goes from ominous music to parentheses pleasant music, but it's still the ominous music. Like, well, it's because Mickey Rooney's there and the subtitles got confused. Like, Mickey Rooney, that's pleasant. I described it as tumultuous, personally. Let me ask you, Chris, as, as the most positive one here, if you were hired to listen through, the, watch this movie yeah. and write subtitles describing the music, don't you think like two minutes in you would give up and just like skip ahead five minutes and then write something and then skip ahead and just and at a certain point you're just writing one of two things and like all right it's done i did it it's definitely I mean, done yeah but like also the, the the other thing about this intro is the animation like the the cells that they're using are like oh. like like graphite animation is not things. the right word no okay yeah, yeah opening yeah. title it is just moving a camera over sketches. That's true. And I like the sketches. I do it's, like the sketches. Uh, it reminds me of the beginning of Almost Heroes. Yes. Mm -hmm. It takes so long before they even get to animation at all. Like the, the opening narration starts and it's still just camera over sketches. And of yep. course, the right off the bat, like the narration gives way to one of the four, only four IMDb goofs. Okay. This one is under miscellaneous. The movie starts with narration by Mickey Rooney that helps explain the nature of 1492 Europe for any newcomers before introducing Christopher Columbus and his goal to discover the new world. But as the movie drifts off into fictionalized characters exclusive to this version, the narrator doesn't come back at the end and the characters are on their own in the long run. It's true. <laughs> Mickey Rooney um, abandoned us. It should be like, goofs, this film got released. Yeah. <laughs> like... Also, under trivia, <laughs> under trivia, it says this film was widely panned by critics and audiences, being criticized for its poor animation quality, fairy tale plot, nonsense voice acting, and poorly written script. All That's the that trivia. That's All trivia. That Did you know this movie sucks balls? 
<laughs> I, did yeah, I do feel like before we go much further, there should be like a warning, like on this episode, like warning, do not watch movie. Just let us take you through it. Like, I think. It's oh, gonna oh be yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm going to say right up front. Every man's trash. This is just an every man's yeah, yeah. trash. Like, yeah, I, I agree. I don't know if there's like a trailer or something you can watch just so you see we're not making it up and that it does exist. I, but I think just don't go look any further. Up Look up the the Christopher Columbus dream sequence, and yes. that's oh, it. God. Because that has the single greatest visual in the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Oh, my God. Okay, I love that Mickey Rooney starts this out talking about how people think the world is flat. And my first thought was, oh, buddy, I hate to break it to you. They still do. Like, it's, mm. well, also, it's not like, good. <laughs> I may be wrong, but, like, wasn't it not even really that widespread a belief no. No, it was not. No, like most no. people in the world knew it was round. Yeah. yeah. Like this was they a just game. thought it was smaller. I also have a lot of questions about Columbus in this movie, just because like, was Columbus trying to discover a new world or was he just trying to discover new routes to places or was he trying to figure out GPS new or like, Indies. yeah, OK, because at points I'm like, wait, do we have like GPS like reasons to like thank Christopher Columbus for creating GPS at this no. point? We do okay, not know. Okay. Cause if there's a moment where he's talking about it and I'm like, it just feels like, I don't know. It, it's all the no. history of this movie doesn't make sense. No, we only have to thank Christopher Columbus for being a racist piece of shit. And also canonically in this movie, a colossal dumbass who's is like, who thinks ah, the I world know. is square. Yeah. It's like the earth oh. is not. Well, and that's the thing. It's the world is square, which doesn't even work for what he thinks the squared world is. No. It's clearly a cube. Yes. <laughs> Also, I think like square earthers would be so much worse than flat earthers. Like, I feel like they would be more upfront about what they believe. They they could actually say go all to all the far corners of the globe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it, 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 early on in this first scene, I'm watching. It feels like they only drew half of the frames. Yes. Like and they my, just keep looping them. Yeah, my brain is telling me that it's like just kind of like stuttering in a way. They're like, okay, it's like probably technically slow enough that the human eye can't actually see some of the frames it's like if you know edward moybridge does the the all the 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 pictures of a horse uh, mm -hmm. galloping and then just like half of them got just destroyed and so you're just got a horse like it's a, I, it's a horse and a strobe light yeah, yeah. I, I i had a bold prediction early in the film and i i think it holds up because okay. uh, one of the things you open up on is the seagull dives in the water and has this whole bit where like it has a fish stuck on its head like the fish is eating the seagull's head and it like yeah. can't get it off. And I wrote down, this fish bit is going to be the highlight of the film, calling it now. Yeah. You're not and wrong. it might be. It might. Well, I don't know. There's a moment where later where Pico is in the chandelier and he... Well, we'll, we'll get to the <laughs> there, there, here's the thing. It's there, so great. This movie is so bad that anytime there's anything that even like remotely worked and like didn't offend me, I wrote down like, okay, this is all right. So you'll hear several notes as we go as I say something's all right, but I still think yeah. it's in the running. This fish bit in the beginning that has no bearing is in the running. By the way, I thought these birds were going to inadvertently kill this pirate man who's like lifting the box <laughs> above his head, but it ends up being the bird that gets crushed by the box of books. Oh, like, these are Chekhov's yeah. birds, as we find out later, which <sighs> yeah, shocked God. me. Yeah. Like, for yeah. as much as we call out Chekhov's items here and there, this is <laughs> this is like the fucking eagles appearing in like at 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 Bilbo's birthday party. <laughs> yes. If the eagles have been there, like, hey everyone, we're the eagles. Nice to be at Bilbo's <laughs> birthday party. 
I definitely thought these birds were going to play a much bigger role. Like, oh. I mean, the, the one bird with the hat comes back. Yeah. I love that he gets to keep his hat, even though he's been eaten by a fish. Yes. But like, <laughs> he kept the hat on. Actually, so I thought surprising. there was going to be like a vendetta between that bird and what yeah. I am going to describe as the first bold note that I have here, which is what is the fuck is that thing? Yes. Um, uh, which, yeah, I, 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 I'll follow <laughs> up on Chris. So as you done, Chris. No, no. no, I was just really hoping it was going to be a vendetta between the two of them trying to get to America, like the bird trying to eat Pico and Vice and Pico just trying to stay away from him. Yeah. Boy, that would have been an interesting, like recurring character bit that you mm-hmm. could have used to, to mine both tension. But we had to comedy. introduce Bob at the 11th hour like he's crazy. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> we will get to Bob. We will okay. get to Bob. Uh, the audacity. But Brian. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this is where we get to the first of my many questions that I have for Brian. Yeah. And that is, the fuck is this carrot-nosed monster? <laughs> well, have you never seen a woodworm before? Because they don't look like that. I could. Okay. Now, when he starts his song and he calls himself a former bookworm, and then later he's a... I, I literally... It took... Brian... I thought I was having a stroke because of my head. I'm like, is a bookworm a real thing? And I thought, and I yes. like leaned into that for longer than I should have. And then the fact that he comes back and goes, I'm not a really a bookworm. I'm actually a woodworm. I'm yeah, like, I think I believe, yeah, both f- are real things. Like, wait, okay. So, so like much. a bookworm is an actual worm, like an actual creature. Um, like it is a creature. Books? I don't know if it's a, it might be more like, does it just eat paper? It's a it's a it's a general. I mean, it's not a specific type of bug, but it, it does refer to like various types of like beetles, moths, and cockroaches okay. of those sorts. Like so, it's so like a, a yeah, a yeah. things that hide out in like you know like small like crevices. Yeah, and w- woodworm is the larva of many beetles. Like it's okay. so they they are both real things that do not look anything like this. That Fucker. was the next thing is like, are they trying to say he's a bookworm in the sense that he reads a lot? Of- yes. Oh, oh, my God. The reveal that he says he's smart because he eats books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's, you know, okay. like that that myth that we all <laughs> learned in middle school. It's like, oh, if you keep a book under your pillow, you get uh, knowledge by osmosis. It's like, trick- what? I mean, that's how I learned the word osmosis, Ashley. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the trick is not to use uh, a pillow. You just got to sleep directly on directly the book. Directly on the book. Yeah, right. That's it how you absorb it all. Into mm-hmm. your pores. Yeah. Now, yep. Chris. Yeah, buddy. I, I want to take, I take issue with something you said a minute or two ago. Okay, go Which ahead. is you talked about his first song and I disagree. This is not a song. This okay. is like half a verse. You're right. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait. I have to talk about this song because. It's not a song. It's not a song. When he starts over, my brain exploded. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is happening? Here's the thing. Yes. Ashley, you may be shocked to find out this is the first of my positive notes. I wrote down the book bit was funny. When he walks in the book, he's like, oh, I went the wrong way. And then he comes back out and he continues on the way he's supposed to. I thought that bit was funny and worked. I, I also thought it was pretty funny, but my brain also kind of melted a little bit, too. Like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, the other positive note I have after uh, watching this, as Brian tells, it's not a song. 
Uh, I said, good news, guys. Apparently, I sing well enough to be in major motion pictures. Oh, <laughs> by the way, Corey Feldman is a recording artist now and has <sighs> been on the Billboard Top 100. No. Like, no, you guys, why are we not making money doing art? Because uh, that's literally one of my notes later. I think it's during the fella like you song when they're riding them through town. I was like, how do these songs get written? And I'm not making millions. Right. It's true. Like, what am I doing wrong? I did write down. So Corey Feldman sings his own songs and he has this gravelly voice. And it's like this New Yorker. Like, I don't know. I can't even describe the voice. It's like, <laughs> you could do but I'm loving this like impression. Would, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's as accurate as. But the only, but the thing is, like, <laughs> oh, it's not wow. so much, it's not so much like the timbre or the accent or the dialect or anything that really is the essence of Corey Feldman's Pico. It is the nonstop talking and describing everything he sees. Like yeah. it's the fucking audio description track There's of Rocket a lot Man. of quiet mumbled lines that are just constantly running through the film. He yeah. talks over other characters more than we do on this podcast. <laughs> like <laughs> there's, there's a, there's, all kinds of interruptions and just non sequiturs and like little <laughs> somewhere in the world. There is a recording of Dom DeLuise and Corey Feldman having a conversation for the, like this movie, like describing what's happening on screen. And just, you can hear Dom DeLuise being like, will you shut the fuck up. Oh, it's funny you think they got people in the same room together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dom uh, DeLuise yeah. recorded this from his couch. Yeah. yeah. Which I would hope so. Because like I would hope so too. I, Dom DeLuise is like the voice of my childhood, right? I'm and all, the voice of also all of we childhood. Chris and I agreed on this last night that uh Dom DeLuise is the only person who's allowed to do this voice. Yes. Yep. The yeah. accent the that he one. does for this character, he is the only person who can get away with it. Yeah, yeah, like his his Italian, and then he's the only one doing an accent. And Pico's just like, I. There is a point where I'm like, do they all have New York accents because they're like faux Italian? Like I don't understand where these accents are coming from, especially because we're in Spain, and then the king and the queen don't have any accents, kind of. But it's weird. Which, by the way, yeah, Spain. I mean, the good news is, I think we all just got a sneak peek at uh, Chris Pratt's Mario voice. <laughs> <laughs> and is Garfield. Uh, I I will say this: credit where credits due. At least this movie gives us a hundred percent accurate Columbus. Everything yeah. about this yeah. guy exactly like real life. Chris, now I need you to be honest with me. I need I need you to level with me right here. No What's lies. Up? Yeah. Did you go on Etsy and buy a square globe? I did not. Okay. There is nothing about this movie I want in my house. As soon as I saw that, I was like, this movie's terrible, but that, that son bitch is coming from Etsy to Chris right now. No. <laughs> I, actually, like, I don't own a globe, but the only the only type of globe I want is one of those ones that's a decanter that you can put some sort of, like, beautiful yeah. liquor in and yeah. then just have glasses. Like, that That I would have. But I, if it, if it happened to be square, sure. Because I mm -hmm. think that is a cool concept. Or cute. You could whittle but... out like Pico's little bed and his little staircase and his little drawer and all of the pictures of his girlfriend. <laughs> also, I'm so mad that that little bastard has a better apartment than me. <laughs> oh, yeah. This guy, he's a real des interior designer. Yeah, uh, the problem is you just it. need to narrate on what you're building as you go through. That's that's why we messed yeah. up the set build on Saturday. She'd be like, yeah. all right, there's a staircase, and now I got cut that way. This is a 36 line that you buy for. Hey, that looks pretty cool. <laughs> oh, pretty nice. Oh, awesome. I like the look of this thing. It's really great. Yes. Uh, now we arrive at my... Uh, my. Uh, I technically wrote the world was square in all caps, but this is the first like incredulous all caps note, and that is Christopher Columbus can understand this worm. 
He understands it and accepts it without question. Like and, he, and question. nobody else knows about the worm, Brandon. No one else knows about the worm. It's just him. It's all up here. Also, it's around here that I wrote down the note. Christopher Columbus may well be brain damaged. <laughs> the way that this character behaves, like. Oh my God! This is this is like he goes to to Isabella and uh, and Ferdinand is like I would like to go to America and they're like Oh yeah, just yeah, come into this back room here. Yeah, it's a nice padded room and we'll take you. You can go to America all you want. I do have to tell you though, like there's there's a lot of lines in this movie that genuinely made me laugh out loud. Like they weren't even like, and it's just because it's Dom DeLuise and he's just describing things. But like when he goes, I'm not gonna, w-, I'm not gonna do the accent. Sorry, let's go back. Um, yeah, let's not do. Good that. call, good again, call, buddy. Not Dom DeLuise here. No, Can't remember do it. we're allowed to do racist Italian accents. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the <laughs> last <they're> one. <laughs> Which is ironic since the Columbus Day was formed to stop racism against Italians, but it's all fine. Whoops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I mean, maybe pick a different Italian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Happy Andrew Cuomo. Di- ah, damn it. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> happy uh, Benito Musa. Fuck. Giuseppe Zangara. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. It's just going to boil down to eventually we're celebrating Tony Soprano. <laughs> America not loves even Tony real. Soprano. Happy James Gandolfini Day. Yes. Yeah. I'll get behind that. I'll take a day off work for James Gandolfini. Hell yes. yes. But no, the, the line. Welcome where he, to he... Gandolfini, Ohio. <laughs> That's better than Flavortown. So I'll take oh, it. I'm, I'm on board for that. Yeah. But yeah, the, there's a line where Dom DeLuise says, I'm not going to waste time with these stupid cubes. Maybe I should play marbles. Like it genuinely made me laugh. I, there's a lot of laugh lines in this movie. Oh, There's but also- not intentionally. Like that's no, what's so yeah, funny no. about it. Yeah. Like he, when he's like, he's like, oh, my friend Marco Polo, and and Pico's like, oh, I played that game. Like what? Yeah. The fuck? <laughs> yeah. I, I once again, when we get to my big reveal, that'll all be make sense. <gasps> Ooh. Like the note I have halfway through, I was like, this is the whole like legit. It's 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 funny and it's kind of a joke, but also I think it's a hundred percent true about this. <laughs> so. <laughs> Just as a as a side note to go bring us back to James Gandolfini for a second. Look at his Wikipedia page. He literally died in Rome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. When Rome. Yeah. That's what that means, right? When in Rome, die. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of my heart dying, um, so the duet. <laughs> I I I don't want to ask this question, but as Do soon it. as I start singing, I had to write down are are, are these two gonna fuck? <laughs> There is a moment where he almost goes into Christopher Columbus's pants later yeah, in this it's, movie. It is it's, a passionate song, and it's and then they get into town. And I was like, oh, this is just a fucking poor man's life's a happy song. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say it's also like, boy, it really, really makes you yearn for the days of nobody else but you from a goofy movie. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. I mean, it's called Metafella like you. Like, yeah, it's all about just like, oh man, my life was so bad before I met you, little worm. Like what? Oh, wait till we get oh the the fra- there's a lot of uncomfortable phrases about pathetic little words. <laughs> yes. And so yeah, they, it's but it's it's this nice little duet between Christopher Columbus and his woodworm. Yeah. Also the horse. Also the, <laughs> the horse. The of a horse. And <laughs> two people in town. Also, I wrote down this one line. So by this point in the film, we've established Christopher Columbus is brain damaged and one of the the yeah. stupidest people to ever live. Uh, and yet somehow one of the lines in this song is there's a townsperson looking after them and says that they feel smarter just looking at you. <laughs> what is that line? <laughs> like, 
I don't know what that's meant to apply. I feel like, but it also sounds like an insult. That, like, if it didn't come from a child's mouth, if it came from a grown man, like, Brandon, if you came up to me and just said, you know, I feel smarter just looking at you. I just need to comment. So we've talked a little bit about Corey Feldman's singing voice before. Yeah. But in this song, he makes the weirdest choices because he's like, I'm singing again, 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 I'm singing. And like, and it's like, yeah. it's like John Stewart doing the like, oh, like his, his like. Also, Ashley, thing. those lyrics are miles <laughs> better. better than whatever words <laughs> were in this, in this, in this, uh, yeah, in this warbling that happened. I didn't yeah. write down the lyrics because I was Because there like, are none. There what? are no lyrics. These are songs yeah. happen, but somehow no <laughs> lyrics. Yeah. Uh, but I, I could not get past this like gravelly voice yeah, cracking. I was right there with you. It oh is also God. the least enthusiastic singing ever. It is legit. <laughs> like if I were a rehearsal and I was trying to tell uh like to go to somewhere, I'd be like, yeah, it's not when they're going to like if I was just like yeah. mumbling under my yeah. breath, like but saying some of the words, that is what all of the performances in this movie sound like. Yeah. Also, like Dom DeLuise does not care about or and even Corey Feldman to that matter. They don't care about the actual rhythm of the melody of the song either. Like because there just, is none. There, there's just no every, melody. It's just them talking, and it's just it's so bad. And there's this weird moment where they attempt to do some realism with like the voice acting, where this uh-huh. kid gets a verse, yeah. if you can call it a verse, and he like bites down on a coin, and he kind of like mumble sings in that bit. And I'm like, but you didn't do that with anybody else. And like, there's apple pie in Spain, and I'm like, this this is weird. What is happening? And the and the the carriage is a boat because it's Christopher Columbus. And I'm like, there's just so much happening. I can't. <laughs> I thought that was kind of fun, but once they arrive, I kind of like the line of adventures. Oh, I lo- I love the science fair, the inventor like, auditions. A, yeah, it's like it's like a 10 second bit. You just sort of pan down the line, and then they don't really come to anything. But it's it's kind of fun. But. Merritt and I got so confused last night because the king find like brings out this guy with the wings and mm-hmm. we're going like, is this supposed to be Da Vinci? Is this or is this just supposed to be like random inventor? Or is this supposed to be the guy that's in the the prison cage in Aladdin because he's got the same beard? Like, what is this person supposed to be? And then you kind of forget that he just killed a dude. Like the king killed a dude in front of us yeah. by making him fly when he wasn't ready. I thought it was going to be like an Icarus situation where yeah, his something. wings like melted because he got too close to the sun. But no, they just fell apart because apparently he was a bad like he uh, didn't assemble it correctly. <laughs> yeah, he was bad at building it. And so it just fell apart and he dies. And also the king looks like he looks a bit like the old Gomez Adams from the uh, the comics. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's Gomez Adams as a potato. Yes, yeah. Gomez potato <laughs> Adams. Uh, that, that's my college nickname. They call me Gomez Potato Adams. <laughs> but so a character I wish was in this movie more. Yeah. Stupendo. Can we just get stup- a, a Stupendo movie? Wait, who's Stupendo? Wait, which one's Stupendo? His guard. The guard that like throws Da Vinci out the window. Oh, okay. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, that's but fun. by the way, this starts a trend in this movie because this movie will introduce characters with great names or like good ideas or like what you might think is a villain, and then they never come back again. I mean, with the ostensible villain that they set up, it's probably best that they don't come back to him. Yeah, Chris, <laughs> that, that's what I was afraid Brian was agree. about to say. He I'm wanted not more. disagreeing. <laughs> no, I'm no, not no, disagreeing, no, 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 no. but I'm just. 
I'm just telling you from this point forward, <laughs> if there's a new character introduced, it doesn't mean shit. It doesn't mean anything. They except for Bob. Do anything except, except, for, except Bob. for fucking Bob. Bob, <laughs> hero of the story. So we 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 teased it a second ago, but let's get to the <laughs> ca- the character that seems to be set up as a villain, the most Jewish stereotype I have ever seen. It's so Diego. It's, it, ah. but it, it feels like they did something uh, on the animation to like maybe like change the coloring of things a little bit or add like things because there are points where I had to look at Brian at one point last night and I go, I, I can't put a, my thumb on the exact stereotype he is supposed to be. Chris, that's just your pure heart, not wanting to see the evil in front of you because he, he is a greedy vizier whispering in the ear of a leader, leading him astray with a giant hooked nose. Like it's, it's bad. I do think it's interesting that, Columbus at this point is afraid to talk to the king about his his theory and his idea but like we just saw the king is like you got to prove your stuff so he's gonna send you on a trip like you have nothing to fear like I don't know it's 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 weird to make the king as aggressive as he is where yeah. it just doesn't it doesn't fit I don't know it's well you curious. you you yeah. would be as angry as he is when Uh-oh. your wife comes in and immediately tries to fuck Christopher Columbus. But that's this she, movie. He's furious before she gets there. That's but true. then, I mean, yeah, like it's a little bit justified when she does get there. Oh, you think this is the first time, Ashley? Oh no, no, no. She has I, fucked so many discoverers. Yeah, a lot. Of, a lot of explorers have explored Isabella. I. <laughs> I connected with isabella on a deep personal level okay 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 Okay. i'm like she's kind of built like me Uh, i was going through after i declared chris was um uh, our woodworm i was going like okay well who the rest is going to be and just so you know you were immediately slotted into isabella oh 100 percent 100 (laughs) percent Oh, I, so I'm interested good. to see where I fit into all of that's, this. I, as flip flopping, it's very hard because that, that's it, there's not any characters of any qualities in this film. So. <laughs> no, was, other than just like the blind optimism of Chris well, aligning it, him with the. Yeah. That actually brings up a good point, Brandon. You're right. Like the characters in this movie, like even in the worst animated or the worst voice over, you know, films like this. The characters could at least be boiled down to an emotion, but none of these characters even like reached the point of like oh well columbus is just this emotion or you know the king is just this emo-. like it's they none of it works like i mean well, isabella's just horny i mean you oh could, you the thing is oh, yeah. you can you can boil yeah. these characters down She's also wine drunk yeah. you can boil these characters down to an emotion because they will tell you how they feel they will announce who they That's are true. and what they do and what they are doing and what they want and where they're mm-hmm. going do we think Isabella and Ferdinand, this is a, it's a full, it, this is a cuck situation, right? Like he likes to get angry and he, Hey, likes whatever they like, more power fat. to them. Uh, we don't yeah, kick yeah. shame on this podcast. We no, support- and I'm not, and I'm not, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to understand it a little bit more. We support their journey. Per my all caps note shortly after this, all caps note, dinner for cucks. Oh my mm-hmm. God. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's so uh, it's, it's so it's so it's yeah because there's a thing where it's like she, she so isabella wants to give him everything he wants for his trip give him ships and money yeah. and so she gives him an earring and then he puts it on his globe and then well, yeah the globe has to be huge by the way <laughs> hold on okay i don't want to jump okay. ahead i have two 
notes that I really, really want to bring up. (laughs) I don't know what happened in this movie. My brain's deleting it actively. (laughs) That's that's what happened to me all those years ago. Just because like I resonate with Isabel so much, I was paying attention. So (laughs) I, um, I, I noticed that one Pico was jealous of uh, Columbus flirting with Isabella, I guess. I mean, Pico um, is horny. Well, P- they just did a song about how they were going to fuck. Yeah. So it's like he's like annoyed that. I mean, I'm obviously like they, there's like ask about the ship. So I know why I guess it's kind of like that, but it does not come across that way initially. Yeah. And then there's this animation moment that I had to rewind like six times because I almost peed my pants laughing so hard because there's a moment where she takes off the earring and she's like, Oh, the ships, you want ships? And he's like, yes, I want a ship. And so she hands it to him and the King like Wario jumps into the frame at like, like (laughs) very slowly (laughs) going like, ah, and like he grabs at the earring. It's the funniest two seconds I've ever seen. <laughs> the animation is so bad and it comes out of nowhere. Oh man. It's just the scream. <laughs> I, I was just like, <laughs> That's true. I do remember this now. Yeah. One of the lines is just <laughs> no, I just want a petition for uh, God, Nintendo- am I the king? Petition, <laughs> petition for Nintendo to Go back to Super Smash Brothers and make one of the uh, the reskins for Wario just the king just from this king, movie. King yes. yes. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I I I had to stop. And I know we called him Gomez Potato Adams, but he also just kind of looks like a hemorrhoid with a mustache too. Like <laughs> he's 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 straight out of like a commercial for hemorrhoid medication. Yeah. Like he's yeah. a Preparation H monster, you know, like. But um, yeah, no, no stop are, Isabella. No. And also like there are just I don't, the in, in, a, in an animated world where nothing looks normal. He, these people, the people in the movie look absurd. I mean, absurd. Isabella's like, well, hot. I'm just going to. No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's also, also like also like super fucking white and irish by the way like red hair <laughs> the know. palest skin there's been like she what? looks like me <laughs> queen isabella <laughs> yes it's all bad i honestly chris it's just With you're just British i mean accent. she yeah. draws us all in because she has as i wrote down horny wine mom energy oh yes literally i, I can't it's wait till we get to the sloppy up. bitch moment oh my yeah. god it's um, not it, deep down is that what we're all looking for at this point in our lives yes I do, I do right like, here. I do like the bit where like didn't work out, Ashley. I do like the bit where the earring lands on the globe and just sticks, like, and here's they're the like, thing. oh yeah. no! This, so here's the thing. The, so, the, so the bit is like the woodworm grabs it, Pico grabs it, and like drags it around, yeah. and they are scared shitless. Yeah. They like yes. it. They are horrified about what's happening. And I wrote down, also, oh my god, that's the inciting incident. This is. Yeah. There are like four different inciting incidents, by the way. They're like, okay, now yeah. the plot can start. And then they just like fuck around in Spain for a little while. And they're like, okay, now the plot can start. Well, and, and like, there's a moment where after they, they leave the situation and Columbus takes the globe and looks and Pico pops up holding the earring that Tom DeLuise just goes, Pico, it was you the whole time. <laughs> and it was what, so funny. What did you funny. think it was? Magnus? Right? Gravity? What the fuck? Fucking what? magnets. How do they work? <laughs> <laughs> like, I 
can't. I can't with this movie. It's so crazy. <laughs> But uh, it's, yeah. it's during this. We're, it's, we're about to go to a drunken uh, party with him. Yeah. The, oh my god! This, this is this is the, scene. The, this is the the aforementioned dinner for cucks. Yeah. She calls Columbus big boy, and then my all caps note after that is this is the filthiest conversation I've ever heard. I I think we were like a frame away from her taking one of her earrings and giving it to him and saying like explore this and like shoving <laughs> his hand down her cleavage. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like Ashley, yeah, yeah Ashley, if I may though. Have it been around you when you're drunk? This is not unlike your flirting technique. <laughs> pretty much a mirror being held up. God damn it! And I feel like you should. I feel like you would. You can't really deny that. Oh my word! I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> yeah. well, okay. Maybe someone. Can I think it's under. good too. That's a compliment. I think she has great game. Yeah. I'm a I'm a sucker for an accent. What can I say? Like, is- <laughs> oh, my, oh, Ashley, Ashley. <laughs> I need someone, by the way, to help me understand the moral of this movie. There's no, there's no because, moral. like, it's like, the moral of this movie is chaos reigns, Chris. Yeah, because like, he's he's clearly trying to fuck your wife in front of you, and you're just like, I'll give you what you want, then you can't come back. Because you're clearly just gonna die on this journey. Like, well, I mean, mean, yeah, because he he is the king of Spain is a colossal dum dum who believes that the Earth is flat, and so he's like, ah, well, Columbus will go and sail directly off the edge and fall into space. Yeah. Um, Also, another animation blunder is here. Like, they keep using the repeated frame of his shoulders going up and down, but like, Mm -hmm. it's like. I, it's just it, it, they don't even try to cover it up. It is just con- like just over and over and over the same cell. So I I watched this on I watched this earlier this week, and so I wrote down a note here that there's rocking back and forth during this scene, which is supposed to be like tossing and turning, but it's definitely sex. Like, do- oh, yeah, because she is that is one of her flirting techniques. She's like, oh, the thought of you out there alone on your ship on the ocean, tossing, tossing and, turning. and turning, and like and yeah, she's just like she's like. Yeah. That's right. Check out my boobs over here. And now my boobs are over here. Like, yeah, that's right. She's she's writing her own pornography at this Mm. moment. Yes. Also, like my queen wrote a porno. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like somewhere we got it. It's totally (laughs) original idea. (laughs) My queen wrote a porno. Um, Did anybody else think that Pico was going to be attacked by a spider in this moment? Uh, yes. I, 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 making a, at this point, the film had thoroughly broken me, and I was past making yeah. assumptions. Yeah. I all I gotta say I is there was no Pico. Yeah. It is after the horny uh, tossing and turning moment that Pico's like, "All right, I'm out," and I was like, "I'm with Pico. Pico's right. Yeah. This is not an environment you need to be into because those no. two are about to get some weird, mm-hmm. like public fucking." Yeah. So Pico was out wandering the streets, trying to put the put away the thought of Columbus and Isabella fucking on the dinner table, mm-hmm. and. He looks up at a tower and sees a glow. And <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this plot line is kickstarted with the line. Hey, that looks pretty cool. No, no once. But he says it three times within yeah. about 30 seconds span where he just like climbs up. And he's like, that's pretty cool. So that's Brian, pretty cool. Oh, it's a nature walk. That's pretty neat. Look at that. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty neat. I know here is he makes so many noises when we don't see him talking. It's just pure noise. And it's yeah. and then I wrote he wrote this is stupid. This is fun. This is fun. 
Oh, this is stupid. This is stupid is right. Brian and I watched this last night with Merritt. And I think at this point, Brian, I looked at you and I said, I feel like the line, this is cool or anytime this is cool comes up or any description from Corey Feldman. It feels like somebody was just showing him the animation. He's like, oh, that's a cool effect. And somebody in the oh, recording booth was like, keep it, keep it. Just you wait, Chris. And also oh, there's a, there's another oh. end. Another weird animation thing because he's he's looking in all these different like jewels on the chandelier. Yeah. And look at his reflection, like he's jumping up and down. It's like a bunch of mirrors. And then the last time he jumps up, he ascends from the bottom of the frame. His reflections <laughs> come down from the top of the frame. Yes, it doesn't work. I technically with an angle glass, you could have something. You there, you could create a, a, a reverse reflection like that. Basically, if the glass yeah. were angled, but the but movie it doesn't does not. do that the other two times uh, he jumps. Yeah. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that it yeah. is possible for something like that to happen because my brain. I can needs forgive to feel them stability. that. What I can't forgive is who calls me from my solitude, <laughs> and and who should deliver that line, but a fairy. Played by Irene Cara, a fame fame. My, my, I, like, I don't know what I expected to happen in this film because I'd stopped expecting things. But then a fairy wanders in and is the love interest for our worm. And, uh, and it's more than a third of the plot. It is more than a third of the plot of the, the plot. movie. It's it the, the plot, plot of the movie. How? It's so weird. It's. It's a different movie. It's just a it's different bonkers. movie. And when and when we go to fairy fuckland, when she's reminiscing about like, it, I no, would go can there. I just say you can't declare that you are a princess of the kingdom of the moon sprites like you're crazy Pete. <laughs> <laughs> crazy Pete in our now and then episode. Yeah, but yeah, <sighs> you cannot. You can't. You're right. You can't. I also wrote down here. I was like. Tinkerbell would would say these fairies are dressed too sluttily. Like this, like yeah. Tinkerbell would be like, show some show some restraint, ladies. Yeah, this is a fairy out of Cool World. <laughs> Ralph Bakshi, <laughs> Ralph Bakshi's the Magic Voyage. Yeah, guys, that's why it's animated so poorly. They're animating with one hand, and that's the horn. That's why it's so horny. Is Ralph Bakshi's just like eh, is, eh, eh. It, this movie is <laughs> absurdly dirty. So it dirty. Really is. It's filthy. It's it, filthy. Filthy. <laughs> it's fucking filthy and not the but fun kind. I do like this waterfall when they're yeah. like when she's telling her backstory. Like I think some of the best animation moments do come with the fairies story. Oh, this like, I think is the pre-existing story. I think this stuff yeah. of like the fairy and, and yeah. the woodworm was the story, and then they just like added a ten minute intro with Doofus Columbus <laughs> and Horny <laughs> Isabella. Yeah. <laughs> Doofus Columbus and Gallant Pico. <laughs> yeah. Oh my it God. is weird. They try to do this like, you know, it's like Pico is Columbus and like Marilyn is Isabella and the rats mm-hmm. are the sailors. Like they have a, a an animal, you know, foil for every human character. Now, it's yeah. They're trying to do something, I think, but it just now, see, doesn't. It's funny. It doesn't make say that. And I feel like the whole point of this, like, bringing in the swarm and everything yeah. and the rats. I the feel like this was supposed swarm. to be an, like an allegory for them bringing pestilence to the new world. Like here's all of our diseases. <laughs> actually, luck, Chris, natives. Chris, yeah. your theory does bear out a little bit because it, you know, of looking at all the characters in their doppelgangers, 
Yeah. The the Swarm Lord and King Ferdinand are both voiced by Dan Haggerty. Yeah, and if you see Dan Haggerty's picture on IMDb, he looks like he looks like a Yeti. <laughs> it's <laughs> fucking great. He is Grizzly Adams. Oh, well, yeah, there you go. Yeah, basically while they have you on your back foot from introducing this fairy in the Kingdom of the Moon Sprites, uh, that's when they're like, oh yeah, and then there's an insect army that like are form into a swarm lord. It's oh like and why an insect army? It's just it's just a, it's such a it's such an odd choice. It seems like the invasion of this like fairy kingdom would be a better use of the ten minutes than fucking around with Columbus that we just did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, like, like it seems to me like what the movie should be. It's sort of being sort of like an American tale where you have like it's like you, the humans are kind of like the backdrop to this this other story that's happening that the oh the whimsical fantasy story yeah. and then occasionally we see Christopher Columbus. Yes, because like, as I wrote yeah. down here after the event happens with the swarm, I wrote, shouldn't the need to go west be why Pico meets Columbus? Not he independently was friends with Columbus before he needed to suddenly go west. Yes. Well, and I, I'm starting to feel like the, the Columbus angle really is just for them to get an educational purpose. So you could be like, we could show this to our kids at school and it'll be whatever. And it's bright colors and it keeps them busy for an hour and 19 minutes, you know. Uh, but I like... My, this this section of just introducing plot points, my brain couldn't handle it because I was still reeling from just the fact that this fairy exists and this swarm exists. That then I found out that not only does the swarm exist, but they have another castle in the West. But also, <laughs> yeah. like, how did your brain handle the Donald Duck cockroaches? The sentries? Yeah, I... Oh, my God. I just, I, where one I bug like, literally what? turns to the camera to go, what is this? <laughs> or Brian, how long was it? You timed oh, that oh, fucking no, fight. Oh God. Okay, so there's a shot where the bugs come and they grab Marilyn, and the one grabs Pico, and like Marilyn is struggling with the two bugs, and then Pico is struggling with her, and there's like just Corey Feldman just they were like uh, narrate a fight scene, and then <laughs> so he just they just had him riff. And he's going like, ah, I missed that attempt. Blah, blah, blah. But no, he, nobody's doing anything. They're all just kind of no, hanging, there. hanging there. Yeah. I timed it. That shot is 12 seconds. No. Nothing happens that for 12 so seconds. Animation. That's how long the take was. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I've discovered our actual theme for the month. We okay. accidentally put together a theme. Oh, and no. that is right. the overly confident protagonist. Because Pico oh. here, he's like, I'm going to fight you, Swarm, with no reason to whatsoever, except yes. like that he's just the like, promise of sex with a fairy. Right. He's like, I just met this girl and I want her. So I'm going to fight you. I have nothing. I've, I'm clearly not strong. I <laughs> like, I'm not tactical. I have no like reason to, to be a hero. And yet here I am. I'm just going to punch you. And he does punch the bug he punches yeah. the times. swarm and i'm like <laughs> i will say that there's a mo is it later on where he's like shadow boxing the swarm and he takes his hands away and he's like hey and the hands are still fighting i'm like yeah that was kind of fun pico's just a silly bitch i mean honestly like i but shockingly he's not really a stinker He's not. Not a he's stinker. Not, he's no, just overly confident. The rats are more stinkers. I mean, he as far as the rats go, like Pico is a stinker to the rats. Yeah. For no reason. <laughs> yeah. Other, yeah. To no avail. Eat him. Like, I kept waiting for it to matter, and it never did. 
I have a note about uh, that later. That's but. that's the review of this movie. I kept waiting for it to matter. It never did. Yeah. So they. Yeah. So they. Oh boy. Um. Oh god. So yeah, they 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 run off with her, and the pestilence or the the swarm says, "I'm gonna take her to my kingdom in the west, and you'll never find her there, or whatever." And they go off, and then Pico says something to the extent of like. Oh, I gotta go get her, you know, oh, or whatever. And then you kind of assume, like, oh, I'll just go get my buddy Columbus. He's heading that direction anyway. No, no what does he do instead? Fucking nap. <laughs> well, it's all the it's all all that wine he's been drinking because he's a he's a gossipy bitch. He loves to drink wine. This is why we can't call this a real love story because like, the way that Pico actually treats Marilyn, Ashley. <laughs> You're just putting some unrealistic expectations on relationships. Not everything's a Disney tale. <laughs> Sometimes if you're kidnapped, your lover's going to take a nap before he goes to rescue you. Like, in I mean, the I tower get it, but like... where you were kidnapped. You don't even like, you're you're in town with the guy that can get you to where you need to go. Just go to him and then get a good, get a good goddamn night's sleep and then go on your fucking adventure. I don't need this chase. I don't need this the stress of Pico not gonna be able to make Pico's big fucking day. Oh, but this chase. Okay. Well before well, well before we get to the chase. Okay. We've got it's it's the big day. It's yes. Columbus is about to set sail. Queen yeah. Isabella is knocking back the wine like it's fucking candy. Queen and sloppy she bitch. Burps. She and it burps. At one point, Columbus says, Mama would be so proud of me. Cut to Isabella hammered in horn. Do we, do we all agree that they fucked before he left? It happened, right? Well, it happened. Again, we've established right there I don't on the think table. He knows how, I don't think he can fuck. I think he's too bumbling. He, he, I think he would well, trip over his pants and fall does, out of a window. He, he does, well, yeah, he, we don't know what's in his pants, but there's something that's in there later. It's a square. <laughs> it's this disgusting little worm. I, I do feel like she's oh, it's just, always been you, Pico. <laughs> Oh no! It it's twisted like a duck. <laughs> it has um, it has a horn. Your penis shouldn't have a horn. No, <laughs> no, like I I think Isabella. Honk if you're horny. <laughs> Isabella's honking so hard. <laughs> the best part of this movie was us watching the entire first season of I think you should leave after. Yeah. <laughs> I um. I, I I do think that Isabella was probably teasing him because that's why he's so horny for the gold because he's like he he complains over and over again when we get to the new world. Also, oh, she's a gold digger. Well, I mean, she's the queen. Like, yeah, with, and she is dealing with the broke. broke. Well, it's because I mean, it's because she flirtily gave him the golden earring, and his confused, horny little mind uh, unconsciously associates gold with sex, and he doesn't yeah. know why. Oh, yeah. Also, yeah. it's it's still very much on the table that this is just the queen and king's sex play. Yeah, like she yeah. might like get him super angry, flirting with like every guy who comes to town, and then they're just gonna plow for like a week straight as soon as Columbus is gone. Mm -hmm. And good for Diego's them. gonna watch. Yeah, Diego <laughs> might get involved. Um, I, what is with these midriff sailor boys? Oh man, what is these their story? Outfit. Uh, they're living life, Chris. Oh. It, it's it's the three midriff sailor boys. You need to operate your three ships. Yes, <laughs> with, with when we when we find out that there's no this, food on any of these ships. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. 
We have yeah, because we'll yeah, there. now now it's to the ch- the aforementioned chase. Okay, so Pico, this is where the Pico, revelation happens. So I, I gotta I, I gotta pitch up the uh, but Brian, if you want to talk, I, I just want to describe the first bit of this chase. So Pico needs to fly to get to the dock on time. Correct. He meets sure. a friendly bee as he's ascending the tower. He sees a bee. Is the, the bee like, friendly? They never talk. He waves. He does. The bee says something to him. I thought, like, or something. Oh, okay. it's, it's a very quick, like, friendly, like, "Hey, how you doing?" Anyway, bye. I can't believe he didn't ride the bee to the to the. Yeah, you would think that's what would happen as when you set up a friendly bee. Instead, he hops into a flower, rips the top off, and uses it as a parachute. Which you know, because he says, "Ooh, a parachute." <laughs> but in, in in a world where like everything is anthropomorphized, I'm just sitting here going, did he just rip the head off of something and ride a head down a yeah. mountain? But but here's what the revelation happened for me. So yeah. he is flying down. And as we said, there's just like constant nonstop describing what's happening on screen and yeah. like throwing out little one liners. So she's like flying down in this flower parachute. He goes with all this flying. I should open up an airline, which terrible line, obviously very bad. But then it hit me like a wave, and I saw with perfect clarity how this film was made. And I swear, I would put huge money on the fact that this was just live dubbed. I don't even know. if the, I think they had just plot points yeah. listed. Like, in this scene, like, Columbus, like, runs into a wall, and, like, Isabella is horned, like, just writing down the basics of what happens in the scene. They maybe run it once, and then they're just in front of a microphone. And just doing the whole movie, like, yeah. oh, yeah, hey, character just, names, and that's and it. that is why they're constantly talking because they're just they're doing it live and they're filling dead air and they have no idea what's happening and they just did one take of everything. Yeah, I could. I, I agree. Put, yeah, yeah, I put so much money on this just being live take because it, it looked like whose lines anyway when they're doing that game mm-hmm. where they're sitting there and they're doing sound effects and they're just like <laughs> saying whatever. Why does one of these guys look like he has a crescent moon for a head? Oh, the sailors. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. It's it, it was it was unsettling. The sa- the the people in this movie are so unsettling looking. It, one of them's Geraldo, right? Yeah, yes. Geraldo's yeah, the kind of the, 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 fa- fat, the fat one, the fat one with the That's curly right. he's the leader. mustache. And I said, poor him, because he he like they're on they're they're sailing out to sea with this guy, and once they're at sea, he finds out he's like, oh yeah, the Earth's round. A worm told me, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, Geraldo knows how doomed they all are. As bad as this animation is, I do want to give this this group credit. They really do emphasize how long it takes for wooden ships with sails to get out of a bay. Because this scene is is like 10 minutes long. Yeah, I wrote at one point in all caps, like, Pico is still not on the fucking boat. Like, yeah, because he meets the rats and he's like, hey, you rats don't know about food existing on ships, despite that being the big thing that rats do. If you made this, oh, by the way, if you made this movie like this year, the big rat would be voiced by Brad Garrett because it feels like there is a Brad Garrett's like sound to all of these giant rats. I would also like to uh, ring the chipmunk theory alert. Oh, yeah. Ooh, um, it still holds. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be actually saying ding, but sped up like <laughs> really fast to be like ding. <laughs> <laughs> They're, the three rats fit the chipmunk theory, and so do the three sailors that are human form of them. Yes, only three sailors. Yeah, not the fourth. <laughs> not the fourth one, which might be King Ferdinand sneaking wait, on the boat to be like, "Don't the fuck we'll him alive." <laughs> it's the most one of the most baffling things happened in this very baffling movie. It's Christopher Columbus just... is Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Pico! Oh 
Yeah, like, and also, we, we kind of skipped over the fact that Pico, while running to the ship, ends up in the sewers and has this plot, be, like, beginning with these rats, because these rats are going to eat him, mm-hmm. and then he fat shames one of the rats to not eat him, like, while they're, what, when they, yeah, so... Uh, the rats are holding him. They're talking about eating him. And he goes, oh, but I'm a worm. You don't want to eat a worm. And then one of them says, oh, yeah, I'm also, like, watching my figure. I'm, I'm, I'm on a diet. And then he's like, speaking uh, yeah. of diets. Yeah. Like, it, well, no, yeah, because he says it to the biggest one who's still holding him. And he goes, speaking of diets. And so, like, Pico negs him to being like, oh, I guess I shouldn't eat this worm. I'm I'm too fat. Is that what you're telling me, Pico? It's go. Don't go back and watch it, but just trust me. It was a point. The, the fact that your brain was able to retain that much of the movie is astounding to me because it is like it's like sands at high tide right now in my brain just disappearing. It's because I watched it twice. That's my problem. Yeah. Speaking uh, of things that hopefully are disappearing, Christopher Columbus says, don't make a my statue too big. And I said, not to worry, Chris, not to yeah. worry. <laughs> Uh, but Pico's, Pico's final plan to get to the, he gets to the dock too late, but fortunately the seagull reappears and he hops in his mouth. And I wrote, uh, Pico, this is not the way to commit suicide. Also, so first he gets to the dock and he's like, oh, I'm all verklempt. He says verklempt. And then, yeah, he, he taunts the seagull to come down and eat him by like, just kind of like batting his lips a bit, a little bit to go, you know, like you do. Well, yeah. this was the same bird whose bill he drilled through before, which I'm like, is this bird's bill made of wood? Like, how did he drill our, through this bird's beak? Like, what? Also, like, are woodworms carnivorous? Do they eat meat? Is this meat? What do you call it? I don't know. He definitely eats the wood. Uh, the, that tree, there's a tree bit with the knot joke later. That oh, dear like, God, oh, that joke. He's, uh, he's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He clearly gets nourishment from wood. Oh, yeah. So the the bird picks him up and like he ends up like in the water again, gets on the rope, getting ready to climb up. He runs into the rats. The rats find nary a single morsel of food on these boats. Yeah. Why (laughs) is there no food? Why is there no food, guys? (laughs) Like. You're about to cross the world. What? <laughs> what? I mean, what are you thinking? <laughs> theory. Okay. These rats don't know what food is. Well, there is a point where, like, when they get <laughs> off on the island, that one of the rats asks where the garbage is. So maybe you're right. Maybe he's like, food is garbage. Not oh, well, like the garbage that. is on the ship. His name is Christopher Columbus. <laughs> But yeah, so his new excuse is like, oh, well, we're going to America. We're going to a new kingdom to the West. It's the land of the big cheese. And yes, it is. That should be the the new like way to describe America. It's the land mm-hmm. of the big cheese. Yeah. yeah. Even though Columbus didn't discover Americas. And uh, by the way, in this movie, he definitely does not discover the Americas because there's a Mayan fucking temple. Yes. <laughs> and we find out worse things about the location of this Mayan temple at the very end. Worse. Uh, so, speaking of dumbass Christopher Columbus, in this scene, he eats wood. Yes, I wrote. This is where I wrote down this movie is extremely committed to making Christopher Columbus the dumbest human being who has ever lived. Brian, can I tell you what I wrote? Christopher Columbus eating wood on his ship. I don't have a joke for this. I just had to write it down to make sure I'm not hallucinating. Yeah. I mean, sounds like a euphemism to me. 
Oh, there's so many euphemisms. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, wait, for, wait for it. Oh, yeah. Well, wait till we talk about the fact that everybody thinks he's able to suck his own cock. Oh, my I, God. I do have a question just briefly back on the rats when after they find there's no food. He he does the exact same thing to them again. And they're like, oh, OK. He's like, hey, there's a bunch of cheese on this ship. And they're like, oh, OK. And then he's like, we're going to get you. He's like, he's like oh, there's a, there's a bunch of cheese where we're going. And they're like, oh, OK. Like fool us once, shame on us. Fool yeah. us again, please. You're giving it too much. You're giving it too much like emphasis, though. Like even they're just like, uh. like <laughs> even your nonchalantness is not enough. Yeah, but after this point, since my blinders were off, and I knew that like all the voice actors were just looking at like a rough summary of what was what was happening on screen, because yeah. he like shouts Pico before he sees Pico. Yeah, he's like, "What is this ghost? Oh, it's Pico. It's you." And then it pans down, and then we see Pico. <laughs> Also, yeah. Brandon, you brought up a good point because, like, if this was like live recorded like that, then this is giving us a weird journey into Corey Feldman's subconscious and like how he thinks and what he thinks is funny. Well, and, he, like, well, you know what, what year did this come out? Ninety-two. Yeah. Uh, so this was after Aladdin, correct? Yeah. Yeah. This is Corey Feldman uh, because Aladdin was ninety-one, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So this is Corey Feldman thinking I'm going to be a Robin Williams and I'm just going to like keep doing a bunch of like zingers and one liners to fill yeah, the so space. That, that does make sense because I think, yeah, 92 was when the movie was originally released. So and th- this dub would have been like a couple years later. So, yeah, definitely. I think Aladdin was 92. Yeah. Okay. okay. But also this dub was done a week before it released. So, yeah. <laughs> the lines were recorded like as as they were going they actually, to the printing. They actually had to go theater to theater and just do it live. It's like yeah, a it was a stage play. <laughs> 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 also, not a bad idea for a stage play. Like animate yeah. it and then have people at voice. Uh, it. But also, talk about him narrating what he's doing. This is where we get his apartment decoration. We plops them down to the globe, and he has a better apartment than I do, and it pisses me off. I'll say this, even though it's more weird mumbled lines, just saying what's on screen. I thought the Marilyn bit was pretty good, where he just keeps putting up more pictures of Marilyn. Yeah, I wrote down he creates a picture of Marilyn in his inside the globe apartment, all caps, red flag, red flag. Because yeah. also, it's like he's known Marilyn for all of two minutes, but I really like her a lot. He says, I like Marilyn as uh-huh. one of the lines. And I'm just this like, this guy oh, just likes liking thing. He likes kissing. He likes Marilyn. He likes cool stuff. <laughs> I that get it, guys. Cool. I'll stop saying I like things. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can like them. Just don't narrate when you're walking down the street. Uh, uh, Columbus describes the apartment, this in this globe apartment as tasteful, which is not a word that applies to anything in this movie. <laughs> No, also, uh, he so, makes a baby grand piano out of wood. That generally did give me kind of a giggle. But the audacity of him to sit down on that chair that he makes at the very end and call it a recliner and it it does not recline is so fucking annoying. You know, I got maybe so he, maybe upset he, maybe about Maybe he built it. some, uh, you know, some contraptions inside. No, again, like, I just make it recline. I, I, I'm on board for the joke. Here's the just thing. make if it I, do it. Here's the thing. If, he sits, if I sit in a recliner without reclining it, it's still a recliner. I, I guess I have a recliner in my thing and the legs are currently broken. It's still a recliner. Still that a recliner. Is yeah, it just doesn't yeah. work. Okay. All right. Um, speaking of things with no class, uh, we immediately cut to the crew spying on him and asking, what's he up to? And he is, quote, kissing his little worm. He's kissing his little worm. <laughs> I, mm. I mean, we don't have any jokes, right? Like, what, what, how are we going to goof on that? What, what, well, Brian, you broke the format of the show. <laughs> what are we going to do? Uh, I'll say what I said last night. Columbus had a rib, rib removed so he could yep. suck us a dick. I want to walk you through this. How this happened. I don't okay? want you to, but go ahead. So <laughs> these sailors are hanging over the edge and they're looking in the window 
And I'm watching Brian and I'm watching Merritt watch this movie. And they talk about kissing his little worm. And Merritt has this face like, uh, I guess, okay, it's a bad joke, but whatever. Like, she's a little annoyed with it, but whatever. And then Brian says what he just said out loud. And Merritt turns to me and goes, oh, my God. <laughs> like, the idea of him removing a rib to suck his own dick coming out of Brian's mouth. Like, it, I think it was, maybe Merritt's just, because Merritt's younger than us, right? So maybe she maybe she wasn't around for like the Marilyn uh, Manson rumors. Yeah, because that was like all the hotness when we were in like sixth grade. That's like, true. oh, my God, bear the bed. What a freak. plus that first album cover made it look like he didn't have a rib. It's like that's the. Yeah. OK, but yeah, the the just the fact that she was first annoyed with the joke and then just yeah. utterly disgusted. <laughs> like when Brian said that, I was like, oh, I remember middle school. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, like, I could not have told you who. Well, also fitting that it's also attached to a monster. Yep. Yeah, also a monster. It, it makes me think about that Will Ferrell SNL sketch where he takes yoga and he's oh, like, yeah. "I did it! I did it!" I That's a good sketch. <laughs> yes. But also, like, I mean, you would think that these 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 midriff sailor boys. If they mm -hmm. did see him sucking his own dick, it either means he's that flexible or it's that big that he can just put it in his own mouth. You're like they might they should be impressed, not weirded out. Like I think they're worried about like, oh, do we have a plan to go to the like to sail the these dangerous seas and not fall off the edge and they just see the captain sucking his own dick and like, <laughs> uh, on your own time, buddy. We got <laughs> stuff to do. It worked on Futurama, so why not? <laughs> uh, I, 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 he's, he, he, this Christopher Columbus has to watch that because I wrote down all three crew members will mutiny. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, I, my, I don't know what came next. My brain is broken. I just um, know well, this is where uh, he gets sick on the boat. Well, no, no first, because it's yeah. in this scene, he because he goes up and he's because he sees them hanging over the edge or just having come back from the edge. And he's like, what's yeah. going on, folks? And they're like, uh, nothing, boss. And this is where you had that shot that you pointed out, Chris, where yes. the bottom of the boat frame is not there. It's just not there. They didn't they didn't finish the animation cell. Like they did that. not finish the backdrop. So it's just like nope. the, the, the railing just stops and then it's just the blue sky. And then they just put Columbus on top of it. <laughs> like it's 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 so bad. And it's so apparent too. Oh well, yeah, and then then, the, then the then the seagull lands on the boat and gets super horny for fish skeletons. Yeah, this yeah. is our seagull reminder. I would wait, the seagull's still around? Little I did I know. Little did I know. <laughs> I, well, this I think this also started last night. Uh, the Brian going, this is only the tip, or like just the beginning to merit. No, what no, what I kept saying was, you don't even fucking know. You don't even fucking. You don't know. even fucking know. <laughs> Ashley, what do you got? Oh, no, I just like I had so many questions because I'm like, is this an inner monologue? Because like the bird is not talking, but we're hearing the bird talk mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. no reason at all. No it's Americans all. fear of silence. So they had to put something in there to describe yeah. the action too. something. Also, the implication of the deck of this boat just being covered in slaughtered fish heads is disgusting. Like y'all are going to get disease. You're, none of you are coming back. You're all dead already. It's. Ugh, I don't know. I I don't. This this is the point where the movie stops being fun for me, and then like it comes back. But this whole section on the boat, I I hated every where he's every goddamn second. 
every goddamn second of it. I hated it. I hated it. So it's much. not that it's long, so though. Long. It's not that long. And it's I'm like glad. a third of the movie. Are you insane? No, no, no. no just the vomiting bit. Oh, yeah, the just vomit. the vomiting okay. bit. It's just too much. I, I, I don't thought you meant it. the whole boat set. Like, the boat is a third of the movie. No, no, because I'm here for the acid dream. I think the acid dream's great. Yeah, I was going to say, because the movie pulls us back in with, yeah. and, and Chris pointed this out, like, Columbus is lying in bed, and you see a little sparkle, like, fly over him. Yeah. Like, it's very yeah. subtle, and, like... I think there was another intention for this movie where they're like, oh, the fairies are doing something yeah. here and they're helping. That's yeah, Queen Mab or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. But so then we get this. But they just removed the fairy out of the cell and just kept yeah, the Because sparkle. the same little speck flies over Pico later. And yeah. I'm like, okay, so this is intentional? Yeah. I want to like, know what? the actual, uh, like the real idea. Like I, I want, I, I might have to go back and just watch this in German with nope. subtitles because I, I, I need to know. But um, I think. (laughs) Sorry, save yourself. You're right. I should. We're so we're so Chris Columbus is tripping balls, and the IMDb Parents Guide (gasps) (laughs) describes a certain shot, uh, a certain motion that Columbus does, an action he takes during a trippy dream sequence. Columbus at one point appears to be pulling a spyglass out of his crotch. In parentheses, this kind of looks like an erection. Kind of? <laughs> oh, kind oh, of? Yeah. No, it 100% is because he also fucks the water on the earth with his <laughs> cock. His, with his monoc or what? what uh, yeah, his eyeglasses. Yeah, yeah spyglass. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's, yeah. His monocular. This is binocular. That's the word I'm looking for. This fucking, this fucking <laughs> sequence. Like, oh my god, it's so. And this talk song that Dom DeLuise does, it's so bonkers. I told Brian, I said, I, I am going to audition with this bit. Like this, this whole song. I'm doing it at some point. I don't care. Like, don't cast me, but I'm doing it. <laughs> I, w- I will say though, because uh, you guys said I was the last one to watch this. And you text me like, oh, just wait to get to the psychedelic bit. Yeah. And so this dream starts. I was like, oh, this must be the psychedelic bit. And don't get me wrong. It is as insane as you're all describing. The problem is, like, in the history of animation, we obviously have, like, one of the pinnacles of the psychedelic bit in the Pink Elephants on Parade. Yeah. And so I saw this and I was like, that's not psychedelic at all. Like, that's that's just some more bullshit. That's just another thing of bullshit in this bullshit movie. I mean, there <laughs> I mean, are multiple psychedelic scenes. This is the, like, this is the most like acid well because then we get that song but anyway but no like this is where i i I wrote in all caps he pulls that spyglass out of his dick and i was just like that's how i wrote he pulls his telescope out of his dick yeah (laughs) and i my mom was like kind of like going in and out of the rooms while this was happening and i i paused it and rewound it and i was like did that just happen and she watched and she went oh my (laughs) But like you almost, you almost instantly, you could almost instantly forget about it because he is about to be swallowed by King Ferdinand, the king of hell, like the literal <laughs> devil. That is so funny, though. It's I so love funny. the king as the devil. It's adorable yes. and hilarious. And I just he, wish Isabella came back at this point. She did. She he chases her. Oh, and you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah, chasing yeah, yeah, yeah. her, and then he falls off the edge of the world into the mouth of the king. Is devil. it in this? Is it in this nightmare sequence that he says, "What am I, the tooth fairy?" 
Yes, because he he's in the he's in the king's mouth. By the way, the king is wearing like a devil onesie. It's not even like he is the devil. He's just in a devil onesie. He's in the king's mouth, and then he pulls one of the king's teeth to get out of the mouth and comes out of it, and he's holding the tooth. And Dom DeLuise, and I quote, says, "What am I, the tooth fairy?" And then just keeps going. It's yeah, the best. uh, I I do love the ending of it though because he's like, "This must be a dream." I guess I'll wake up now, and then he wakes up. Like, yep, it was a dream. (laughs) So good. Uh, All right, so just uh, uh, are we done? Are we all have we all had our fun with uh, his spyglass adventure in his psychedelic dream? Yeah, I mean he's he's in hell. He's out of hell. He wakes up. It's fine. I I don't want to be too controversial, but uh, Pico's a little nervous because he overhears the men talking about mutiny. Oh, and also, actually, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say something nice about this movie. The shot of him looking through the hole into that room mm-hmm. is actually well animated. Like it looks, it looks like it would be something out of a Disney movie, just with the like the the focus, where like he's in like blurry in the foreground and like the yeah. deep focus in the background. Like, yeah, that's not and, bad. And it You're even right. like it even like turns around his head too to yeah. give us a new angle, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's just the yeah. problem of uh, choosing this as your subject matter for like the fun worm adventure. Yeah, because if they talk about the mutiny, I'm like, oh, killing Columbus would be good, actually. Also, there's only three sailors on this boat, other than well, technically there's five because we found two more while we were watching uh, last night. But um, the three main sailors are all getting sloppy faced drunk in the the bottom of the boat. Like, who's who's driving the boat right now? Because Christopher Columbus is tripping balls. Apparently the boat's on autopilot because the way they spin <laughs> yeah. that oh. like wheel. <laughs> Do you want to know the real answer? Yes. Yeah. It's the fourth crew member. <gasps> oh, that's why I we never see them. They're the one who's driving the oh, three ship. Who is driving? Oh, oh my God! Bear is driving. How can this be? <laughs> um, we also get this moment where suddenly the the rats are mad again. I was like, wait, you haven't found out that the cheese was a lie yet. You're just suddenly mad yeah. again. Also, somewhere at this point, Pico utters the line, you ever used to watch sports cartoons? What the fuck is that? <laughs> like, I just, what does I that have to do with Pico, anything? Pico, is, Pico I, is a big fan of the wide world of sports. Of this, the, go- the goofy, goofy yeah. sports animations. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to have watched this movie. it's it's like a roller coaster because at this point i'm like i'm so fucking fed up with it but then we're gonna get to the next song that dom deloise sings the audacity of it i'm just like no i'm back in also my next note is a positive because i think the bit of all of them prepping murder is pretty good it is like where one is practicing strangling the mop and another is tying a noose and one's sharpening his knife. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. As that Columbus funny. is like, hey, fellow kids, what's happening? <laughs> and the hidden one that we haven't met yet is just over in the corner, just jerking it. But it comes to it like he, I, we'll talk about the song in detail. But my general view is he is grossly miscalculated if he thinks this song is going to make them less likely to murder him. <laughs> it does, though, for like until he fucks it up. Wild. Wildly. I told I told Brian immediately they're back on his side. Yeah. I told Brian I said the idea of the song is fantastic using like sea voyages to make them feel more manly and like heroic and then the the turnabout being like oh by the way but like 90% of those end so badly for the crew is so smart and awesome and I love it and it makes me laugh but this is so poorly executed it's, except, it's except Chris awful. it'd be one thing 
See, if Brian were writing a song like this for some yeah. reason, yeah, uh, in the remake that we're going to get hired to do of this after yeah. Trash Watch becomes a, a worldwide sensation, yeah, yeah. Um, that would be the turn is that basically he would tell like three different heroic stories about sailors. And then the fourth verse would be about the demise that met all of them. Yeah. But instead he talks three heroic stories and then he goes uh, a completely unrelated story of sailors sailing off the edge of the world. The specific thing these guys are afraid of. Yeah. yeah. And he's yeah. like, sailors went to the edge of the world and they, and they got eaten by serpent. And like yeah, and the, and that the image of the serpent is one of the, is one of like the two or three images from the movie that I distinctly remembered. It wasn't the uh, the weird Roman emperor licking that cherry's asshole. <laughs> yes, guys, I just, want, I just want to let our listeners know Ashley's eyes lit up. <laughs> it, 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 she's like, I made the uh, same note. Uh, we're the same person. But also, there's a lot of weird, like editing with the the animation in this section because like there's oh the vi- during the viking verse we just keep doing the same like shot of these sailors rowing and then like the picture like like flattens and or get, the like, one that looks like a dvd menu that like certain yeah breaks are highlighted yeah <laughs> like, I, I will say for all the flaws this thing has can we all at least agree it has some inspired and beautiful lyrics like La 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 la. <laughs> just a god la, thing la, down Deloise just la. forgot the words. I, I, there were no words. There were no words, Chris. Oh no. I think I think I I think Chris might be on. I feel like this one they probably tried to write because it's the closest to being a song yeah. in yeah. the movie. And so they wrote because he, he gets like one line of the chorus out, like the first rhyme, and then the second one, he's like, I can't fucking read this. La 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 la. Yeah. And it's just like it's it's, it's it's the most bad. forced chorus too because it's like life on the sea life for me like life on the open sea is the best life for me like it's just very like uh, yeah. uh, there are it's too like many the, words yeah some lyrics i wrote in middle school i was like oh eve's rhyme every line will yeah. end with like me be the it's yeah. the lyrics i wrote in the first draft of sherlock yes <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah it, it the, the song it's and, and the song doesn't do anything to make us more endearing or endeared to Christopher Columbus. I don't think it would make the sailors like him any better. Well, that, like I said, they are immediately back on his side at the it's beginning. Because he plays accordion. That's the only thing I can think is like they're oh, yeah, dancing, that's a thing like. they're smiling, yeah. they're happy, and then he fucks it up at the end by telling them about the serpent. And so he has not moved anything forward. He's just reinforced their hatred for him. And it's like what? Well, so then, like it gets really dark. <laughs> Yeah, like but in we, about Brooks's yeah. hand, that that could be a funny thing where like yeah. there's this whole big number that would move the plot forward, and then it just undoes all its progress uh, right at the it. end. Yeah, but also yeah. like the the next thing that happens here is this um when he goes to bed again because he needs to go back to sleep again in this movie for some reason, and he does this like weird the Waltons good night to every single thing on the boat and the earth and the world and the moon. I'm like. Okay, now they really want to kill you because you won't even you just won't stop talking. I mean, that's reason enough for me to want to kill somebody like that's That's my worst nightmare. But (laughs) I have to say, so we get Pico's version of like a a weird trippy dream now. And I have to say, I really like the music underneath the scores. It's not bad. Do you know who did the music for this movie? (gasps) John Williams. John Will Lyons. They tricked him. He thought this. Yeah. He thought it was the Cohen brothers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no, it's Harold Closer, 
who did the music for a number of Roland Emmerich films, starting with The Day After Tomorrow. Oh, that's fun. We'll be hearing more of his music next year with the sure to be a smash hit Moonfall that I'm seeing. I'm definitely seeing that shit. Oh, 100%. Moon crashing into the earth. Sign me up. Uh, just a quick update. Let's just check and make sure Pico still maps one to one to Chris. Uh, Chris, do you like dreams? I do like <laughs> dreams. Chris, Chris, do you like kissing? I love kisses. <laughs> that, that, all right, Chris is still Pico. Yep, still Pico. I laughed so goddamn hard at this. Like, like Corey, just shut your fucking mouth for five seconds. I understand you're live dubbing yeah. this, and you want to get as many. You want to be a zingy like Robin Williams. He's like, oh, I settle down. I guess it's time for a dream. Oh, I like dreams. I hope it's a good one. Like that is the pace of dialogue. I think Merritt said when we were we were driving to meet my dad for lunch this afternoon. He, she was just like. The way Pico talks in his dream is kind of like when you talk to your dog when they were really good about something. Like, oh, <laughs> Pico loves kisses. Oh. Also, the 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 fact that Merritt is still with you after watching her to watch so many, <laughs> forcing her to watch so many of these movies is yeah. how I know you guys are going to make it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But also how I know that you don't deserve her because why would you do that to her? It's hundred percent true. Yeah, we chose this life. Don't force yeah. it on others. <laughs> she just loves me enough to want to be a part of it, man. Does Pico say, oh, it's Marilyn? Or was I being sarcastic? I'm pretty sure he does. He's like, oh, it's Marilyn. Sure he does. Yeah. He narrates yeah. everything he sees. He's like, oh, where, ooh, this is a green backdrop. Oh, there's Marilyn. I guess I'll fly over to her. I'm flying over to her right now. Also, yeah. Yeah. by this point, I kind of forgot Marilyn was a thing. Yeah. Because it's so did been the movie. so long. It's been so long. Like, oh, it's just too much. It's too much all the way around. Oh, it's too much. Just like, because now we're in the fog. We're getting close to land. Well, we think, yeah, possibly we oh the we get this weird storm that does nothing. Oh, oh my I'm god! Sorry. Yeah, we're not doing the storm. We get conservatively ten minutes of just cloud pictures. Yeah, <laughs> and then the 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 boat that literally just like it looks like they just kind of moved it with their hand and just kept the frames running. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's one hundred percent. They didn't have a, they couldn't afford a multiplane camera, so it's like some dude named Jerry just like dragging cells out of the way. And I could just like, yeah, Jerry and I imagine some guy in the background just yelling at him like, no, you're going too fast. Slowly. Yeah. But yeah, this this weird cloud animation that just it's so it's not animation. It's just static pictures of clouds. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's so long. It's so fucking long. Like, I obviously I was being hyperbolic, but it's still, I was like, what is this going to be the swarm? Like, I kept waiting for like they spent so much time showing these clouds. Did they have a did they have a co- like contract like it must be this many minutes long and they were like fighting for every second? Probably. I and then I, I okay, there is a moment here when they discover the Viking boat. Well, before instead before, of we we oh, have to we have to wait to get to the Viking boat because okay, okay. they're in the fog and Columbus and the crew assemble on the deck. Our favorite three, Geraldo, Crescenthead. The ugly one. Oh, and then we go, oh yeah, there's a fourth guy up in the crow's nest. Oh, it's our four sailors. Okay. Uh the but the computer says there are five people aboard this <laughs> ship. <laughs> well, okay. P- person is is a weird way to describe yeah. this. <laughs> like not like I'm not gonna lie, part of me is glad that we're doing this podcast because like I would have assumed that that was just like a, a fever dream I had. And I, was, I, was just, uh-huh. I would have assumed that that was like a COVID symptom and I had a breakthrough case or something. This, this thing looks like a pair. It's just like half a face of a raccoon wearing just like orange and red striped. I don't, I don't even. 
Oh, no, no, this is what it is. Have you ever seen the movie Basket Case? The monster inside the basket case? He's Basket Case. Just look that up. There me go. me watching Basket Case when Basket Case first appears on screen, points at screen. That's Basket That's- Case. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this thing, I mean, it's not even, it has legs, but I can only assume if you took the coat off of it, it's just like a, a homogenous pile of hummus inside of a skin and then eyes. That's it. And I loved, I loved like that moment last night, Brian, when you and I were watching it with Merritt and I go, Oh, you didn't notice the fourth sailor. And Brian goes, What do you mean? And so I rewind it and I pause it and your face of sheer horror. <laughs> oh, it was palatable, man. It was so good. But then in this little like uh, Columbus having another like just stroke offers us some odd foreshadowing because he mentions. Manhattan, Staten Island, and the Bronx. I hate this movie. Yeah. Uh, but, Put but, a little pin in that. But, uh, oh, you know, you know, the final moment I realized that it was his, uh, Corey was going for Robin Williams, though, hmm. is when they crash into the Viking boat or what, 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 basically around that time when the, when the fourth crewmate is revealed, horrifying us all, <laughs> he wakes up out of bed and he does a Jerry Lewis impression as he wakes up. You know, the the hot impression that all the kids in the mid-90s loved, Jerry Lewis. Hey, lady. He's basically he's like, well, lady, calm down. Like, I was like, what? Did, I, I rewound it to make sure it happened. I was like, did that, did he just, was that a Jerry Lewis reference? Uh-huh. But there is, but like, there is, this is the point where there is what I think is a legitimately good gag, which is they see the Viking ship and they're drawing close and they see like, oh, there's e-, and the rats look at this thing. Oh, look, there's even rats on this Viking ship. Hello, Viking ship. And then we we come in close to the Viking ship and we see that the Viking on the ship is, in fact, a skeleton. And then we cut to the little cut to the gangplank or the, the mast or whatever. And there are three rat skeletons <laughs> sitting yes. there. That's, like, that's a good laugh. bit. That's, yeah. that's a good bit. Every good once in a while, one of the like four animators working on this film snuck in a bit. And it's great. Okay, here's my question, though, because obviously this freaks the rats out and they try to run away and Pico has to convince them to stay. I don't know why. Except he doesn't convince. Oh, he's trying to talk them out. I think. Well, I think what it is is because they haven't they they haven't fully mutinied yet. And he says early on in the film that if they see the, the boat leaving, they'll all panic and mutiny. So in his mind, if the rats leave, they'll mutiny. Uh, The rats leave, the humans will mutiny, not knowing that the humans are already mutinying. Yeah. Yeah. It's still, I was just like, what? Yeah. And then they mute me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's, yeah, let's, okay. I have a, I have a big note on the rats, but first let's get to the lynching. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. I, I, there's no delicate way to describe the next four minutes of this film. It's it's the one thing that will endear millennials to this movie is they lynch Christopher Columbus. I wrote down earlier is that they they want to rightly murder Christopher Columbus for the wrong reasons. It tragically doesn't take. Yeah. But we do get some of that sweet, sweet Christopher Columbus upskirt. Oh, we see his ass. So much more than that, my band. Twice. Like, twice. We see his ass twice in this movie. And I'm like, let the record show that Ashley's eyes did not sparkle for that. No. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, why does he have to be naked? Like, that seems. Out of it's, place for a children's it's, movie. I'm like, what? You know what, what else is, is out of thinking? place? 
this movie. <laughs> also, what's out of place is like Pico drills up the center of the mast <laughs> and then gets up there and he's like, ah, oh, Columbus, I'm here to save you, man. But also, like, we're going to talk for 25 minutes and I'm not going to cut you down. Like, what is happening? Also, I love that your Pico is just like just always shaggy. threatening to become Slim Pickens. <laughs> <laughs> it never became I, there, but you you were like one yeah, step yeah. away from going like, I feel like I have a pretty good I, weekend in Dallas I, with those. <laughs> Somebody's got to go go back and get go back to Spain and get a shitload of pesos. <laughs> <laughs> my pico, okay. my pico would be that though. Yeah. Like I, I, I think it works. In general, this lynch the, the the less thing said about this weird hanging Columbus thing, the better. I just want to say that as this movie went on, my all caps notes kept getting bigger and bigger and more incredulous yeah. and more incredulous. And this is so this is the biggest one yet which is that they have a rat face turn all of a sudden in this movie. Yes. Well, yeah, why? Why? What? Why? So that why? we can so that we can throw in a shark that roars like a lion. Lion <laughs> shark. Oh my god. I do like that moment where he, the third one's like, "Why would we go back?" Like, "No, you guys can do whatever you want." But that moment when he leans over and it's like not even it's not even like one or two sharks. It's like seven sharks attacking the boat, and he just says, "Whoa, shark! Or is that a shark?" He says, "Whoa, are those sharks?" And then he does. Does he come back? I I, I kind of blanked out when we watched it last night. Does Don't he make come me tap the all? sign. Tap <laughs> sign that says, "Say what you see out loud." <laughs> does Does that one rat come back? Like all three of them are back on the boat, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, because. Merritt and I kind of missed that last night, apparently, because we both, even this afternoon while <laughs> heading out, were like, I'm pretty sure they threw that one rat to the sharks and went back. Like, yeah, I think the fourth crew member is the only one who goes mysteriously missing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point, good he's point. even wearing he's wearing a different colored shirt, audience. I, I need you to understand yeah. how all of a sudden this is clearly a character who doesn't belong here, who just appears in the 11th hour for one scene and is never seen again. They even give him like a shot on his, of his own where he's like, Mer. It looks like in uh, like Scrubs when they retroactively put what her name into like season one footage. Yes. 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 You're right. Where there's like, so it's just like all of a sudden this fourth sailor's just in the background, like, (laughs) I was here too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's 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 like the it's the Rick and Morty episode with the with the uh, the parasites that just yes. open yeah. these yeah, memories. Yeah, yeah. I'm yep. so glad Pico doesn't end up going down Columbus's shorts <laughs> in this sequence. Because yeah. he does it. Like he like flips <laughs> all the way down and the camera falls on it. Yeah. Like it could have happened. I also so Chris is like, that. let's think of even worse things that could have happened in this awful movie. <laughs> Like, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm a P- I'm a Pico apologist. I love him. I think he's wonderful. Apologist. But like, I I don't do that to the poor to the poor worm. It's too much. Yeah. Well, especially because he's got to get all of his strength. Because uh, that's no storm cloud. It's a space station. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I also I, I have I have so many questions about this swarm. Um, what are they exactly? Are they all working in one single unit? Is it like a yes. hive mind? Okay. Yes. Um, they destroy a boat, but they don't hurt people. I like. How do they destroy the boat? I. What kind of it? I don't know. Like, what kind of insect are they? Because at one point, like even last night, Brian, when we were watching, we we're like, well, maybe they're bees because there's kind of a hint towards bees at the end of this movie for some reason. But no, I I'll get there. 
Ah, oh, there's so much. <laughs> so much. You don't even fucking know, listeners. You don't even fucking know. I, I, my brain can't process it because they end up on an, they end up seeing the the gold statue at the top of the Mayan temple, which just happens to be Marilyn inside of a gold statue. And Christopher Columbus's eyes bug out of his head, and he's like, "Gold." They they were bugging because he was losing all of his like air. Oh yeah, he's still in the news. I do have I, I I have a theory that they actually did just kill Columbus and this is just what he assumes the afterlife is right. because when we get to the beaver of the whole movie I don't understand how this beaver exists we'll get there we're almost there um, we're almost to Bob we're almost to Bob almost why did I write this feels like it was just completely added on. Oh, like the whole uh, the last entire film? Bit of the movie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, the whole movie. Good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean Bob? Yeah. I just wrote, oh, boy, Columbus has landed in the new world. Yay. <laughs> the fun part of the story, right? Like, I was so hopeful that he was just going to, like, disappear and it would just be following Pico at this point. But sadly, he gets dragged along, too. Yeah, he survives. Uh, like, Pico doesn't save him, right? Yeah. No. No, like the rope snaps when like because the swarm like cuts the rope right yeah the swarm is evil they let christopher columbus live and then the boat crashes on this island and everybody's kind of waking up in a daze and then literally out of nowhere brian (laughs) what what could possibly happen here well, first we get that shot of Pico face down in the water like Pinocchio. Uh-huh. I've, uh-huh. I'm like, he's dead. He's dead. Yeah. dead. We killed Pico. We killed well, optimism. The, the swarm it's even dead. taunts taunts the, the fairy because she goes, I've killed your pathetic little worm, which is when I finally wrote down, I've shown you my pathetic little worm. Please respond. <laughs> I don't know what specifically. I assume it's New a Columbus. Swarm who dis. <laughs> I assume like this was a like Christopher Columbus just doing some sort of weird rambling rant, but I had a note here that says Christopher Columbus dies of an aneurysm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so... You were you were providing the setup, Chris. Yeah, and I would like you to. I would like to read you my all caps note here. Please do. You can't introduce this beaver an hour into the movie. There's only twenty minutes left of this fucking movie. See, it's funny because you had such you had such like audacity. Still, I was uh, th- I was worn down to the point where here's my note. It was sure introduce <laughs> a wacky beaver. <laughs> it was sure period. Introduce a wacky beaver, period. Bob the beaver. Bob the beaver. Boy, do I got wood. Yes. Are you hungry? Boy, I got wood. Well, my first note about Bob is he walks up to the destroyed boat and he goes, oh, my house is gone. And then he picks up Pico and he like, there's almost like a little bit of a threat in this, like the sound in the back of his voice where he's just like, oh, oh wow, you oh. destroyed my house. I'm a fucking kill you. That's all. <laughs> oh, that's thanks for reminding me. I couldn't read my notes. Yeah. yeah. If anyone wonders uh, for the few people who saw CCT's production of Shrek, uh, the, uh, the voice of Bob is me as Papa Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We gotta yes. get off our fluffy butts and do something. Like it is just me as Papa Bear. I got wood. Oh boy, do I got wood. <laughs> and Pico says, it's got my girlfriend, which slow down, buddy. I yeah, know. Really I wrote way to Ted Mosby, Pico. <laughs> <That> was- <laughs> well, he is an architect. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by true. the 
R- remind me of Ted Mosby at the end of the ma- of the episode if you can. I see. Uh, we'll always um, remind you of Ted Mosby. Yes, and then yeah, the audacity of Bob the Beaver to say, "Oh, I've got wood," and then he peels the wood off of the ship. I'm like, it's not your ship, Bob. First off, and it's really shitty of you to do that. Second off, we didn't address the fact that this is a woodworm who eats wood and shouldn't be on a wood ship. Like the movie does bring that up, but then they go on this weird critter adventure. Also, the Bob's origin story is that like, oh, I was just minding my own business somewhere else. I fell asleep, and when I, <laughs> I fell, I fell out of a tree, and when I woke up, I wasn't here. You know, Brian. You know what I would not describe that as an interesting story. <laughs> as Bob goes, oh, it's like, how'd you get here? It's like it's an interesting story, and I was like, I bet it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, during the story, we get a whole cut. To Pico tripping over a rock for yeah. no reason at all. Because no reason. We had the footage. Yeah. yeah. And someone <laughs> says house tricks around here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember who, but I read that someone goes house tricks. House tricks. But then. But then. <laughs> but then. But then. But then. Pico just Woody Woodpeckers his way through this tree. <laughs> and then comes out the other side. He's like, oh, that was disgusting. And then straight at the camera says, I hated that tree. Not. This, this is where I reached peak capsize was a not <laughs> joke. <Yeah>. <laughs> There's just a whole page where it's just one word. Not. Yeah, I wrote like exercise notes for this. <laughs> and like, that's yeah. a moment that feels like, uh, again, another an insert from another draft, like where. It was like, and it go into Chris's theory of like Pico being like a beloved German character of some kind. Yeah. yeah. That it's like, this is, this is that Robin Williams moment of like, in a better movie, like you would have had more of these sprinkled earlier on a point where he like looks at the camera, like where he, where he, we, the audience know that he's breaking the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Where Pico's like, like, I can't believe I'm losing to a rug. <laughs> like, I, I think even you said last night, Brian, that you're like, I want to know the context of this original joke and why he's like, barrel down the lens at us while he's yeah. saying it too like yeah. yeah but not enough to actually do it because it's that watching that again ugh. But from this um, point on i was just on i was on such tender hooks just like waiting for the insensitive depiction of native people and as the animals are climbing the steps they come across a bunch of skulls and bob their good friend bob says don't worry they only eat humans. What the fuck to bring cannibalism into a children's movie? <sighs> it worked for the chipmunk adventure. I don't know why, why you suddenly have a problem with it. That's right. I, the, 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 my favorite scene for the chipmunk adventure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is where I wrote down. Oh, good. We didn't have enough racism in this movie. Yeah. The 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 animation of the of the Islanders is it's it's bad. It's it is. It is uh, Danny McBride's casino from last week's I, Land I, of the Lost. Yeah, Man. I will say they're not in it much. They, yeah. There's like one shot of them surrounding Columbus, and then it's like, okay, that's it. It's fine. The then the movie gives the biggest fuck you in the world at the yeah, end. Yeah, the it, which we'll the, get there. the we'll implications get there. of this and of the oh, of the, the natives it's like later. straight out of fucking like Infowars posting on Columbus Day video. Revisionist history at its finest. Yeah, um, but, but so now it's go on. Ahead. I was just going to say, there are points in this movie, by the way, You, I, in case you forgot, Dom DeLuise is actually in this movie, but there are points where it really does feel like 
when he's doing all of his grunts and his like ooh ah, ugh, ah sounds when he's like working his way through the jungle that I swear he was also saying things like ooh ah, ah Montebella oh, God. Yeah, like he's throwing <laughs> in like weird like Italian words every fourth or fifth ugh. he may have been he's just saying enough syllables eventually it's you know monkey's at a typewriter he's gonna make some words that's true true and <laughs> uh, at one point he says like I'm gonna go to the gym I'm like what <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, he's got to put some meat on those bones. If you see when his all his clothes come off, that dude's scrawny as fuck. His boxers are like six times too big for him. That means he had a lot of weight loss because they had no food on the train. <laughs> yeah, in his, in his pantaloons, he stuffs. So it's it's there's a lot going on there. Yeah, that's not insult his disgusting little worm. <laughs> Why did I write? Oh, that's funny. I don't remember auditioning for this circus. Oh, because that's one of the lines that someone says. <laughs> oh. I don't know why. It's, I think it's one of the animals. Maybe one of the rats just says uh, that. Okay. Oh, it's one of the rats when they're yeah, because they're climbing the steps and like they're standing oh, on yeah. each other's shoulders to like lift each other up the yeah. steps. And I, yeah, I, one I, of them- I feel like my response was at this point because my bearing was dead. I think I was just going to be like, and I don't feel like I ever auditioned to do this show and watch this movie because <laughs> Brian. But but we find out here that the honeycomb is the gold. Yeah, what the fuck is the honeycomb? Like because they're 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 bees, flies, hornets, bees. I don't care anymore. Yeah. So so here we are. We've got a giant honeycomb tower with a. There is, to be fair, a golden idol at the top. Yeah, I mean, there is a reason for him to like climb up there and be kind of like want to get the objective, but. But, he definitely doesn't give a shit about Pico and his girlfriend. He's just like, oh yeah, gold. Yeah, he he's, he turns into gold member from Austin Powers at this point. <laughs> yeah, Every time I love gold. He, he just, gold. Gold, I love gold. So, there's gully, a moment gully, gully, here because Pico finds Marilyn and like gets her out, and the Swarm Lord reappears and like is flying around her. And the reading here, accompanied with her hand motions. <laughs> she when she says Pico help me ah it looks and sounds sarcastic <laughs> yes it like does. it's a handsome oh, just she's like, in love with the swarm lord it's like, ah help me oh no oh my god she she and because she's Isabella and he's the king so it's the same cuck relationship yeah, play. yeah. <laughs> uh I just wrote down I when they have Columbus crash through the wall I do love every time I was like oh good our heroes kill Christopher Columbus <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, when they when they start this like assault on the giant honeycomb tower, uh, Pico jumps forward. Start. I think this is just because they didn't have a script. I'm I'm hoping in the German it makes sense. Like yeah. Pico jumps in, he starts climbing, like jigging through the tower, and then one of I think Bob's like, "Wait, Pico!" and he stops him. He's like, "I know what. We'll dig through the tower." Like he's like, "Stop <laughs> what you're doing. Let's do that thing you were doing." I the I think they only brought Bob in because Bob. I guess can chew through stuff quicker yeah, than Pico could. I guess I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Here's the other question I had is with with gold member Columbus going all gold crazy. Like the swarm yeah. is covering up the actual gold idol at the top, and I'm like, you're climbing it. It's it's honey, you dumb fuck. Like you, yeah. I don't understand why he wasn't like, oh, it's honey. And I, I, I what Brian? What what well, movie do what? I don't know, but I do distinctly remember the image of Columbus climbing the honey. I did, however, forget about the fucking sock puppet. 
Yeah. Or the, the, the potential loss of nubs, and then all of a sudden they come back, like, oh, nope, I still have my fingers. Like, what? Ashley looks confused. There's just a lot of weird stuff, and I have weird notes. I'm like, okay, Mr. Puppet, you go get the gold, and I forgot what that <laughs> meant, and then Brian brought up. <laughs> Mr. Okay, Mr. Puppet, Puppet, you get the gold. You go get the gold now. Oh, hi, doggy. <laughs> You're my favorite customer. You know what? <laughs> That's the only man that could play Christopher Columbus other than Dom DeLuise. <laughs> I would not do it. I would not discover America. Oh, hi, Isabella. <laughs> that's our that's our live act. That's our remake is Tommy Wiseau is Christopher Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, King Ferdinand. No, I don't want to sleep with your wife. <laughs> In the midst of this rescue, this is Pico has made it to the top and he's kissed. He's tried to kiss. Uh, what's her face, Marilyn? Because yeah. this is where I have the all caps note. My nose is kind of big and it poked her. And this is where we like the nose is his penis. Yep. That's just yep. laying it out there. Yeah, there's a classy way to do that, Ashley. Just, yeah. <laughs> so, Just get it out. This there. movie is long past as long past the need for class. Yeah, class. Where we're going, no. we don't need class to see. Have yeah. we not yet reached a place free from judgment? <laughs> nope. Oh my god! Yeah. But so Bob the Beaver, who was introduced charitably <laughs> ten minutes ago, is the one who saves the day. Yes, because he destroys the load-bearing honeycomb on this <laughs> on this pyramid. It's so ridiculous. But also, and he's not the only hero. Someone who's introduced no. at the very beginning of the film shows up, much like the eagles in Lord of the Rings. The seagull swoops <laughs> down to get Pico and company out. Okay, so the, there's so much that happens in this fight, right? Because like so then much. Columbus like bullfights with the swarm. Mm-hmm. And then he catches the swarm on fire. Because the swarm catches him on fire. They're yeah, all catching Mr. Puppet on, fire. on fire. And yeah. everybody's on fire. And the only historically accurate thing is Christopher Columbus technically is the cause of a genocide. Because he squishes the swarm with he gold. With the gold. <laughs> also, the swarm, which was what the swarm, which was larger than like a sail ship, a, a friggin', you know, a full yeah. sailing ship, yeah. is crushed under one like circular tablet. With yeah. holes in it. Yes. With holes in it, yeah. yeah. I mean, he clearly got the brain, right? Like that. I, I admire that you actually tried to take notes of all these crazy things, Ashley. I'd given up at this point. So please give us more well, to remind okay, me what else happened. This is, we also see Christopher Columbus's ass again, <laughs> like for to. whatever reason. And then Pico punches the swarm again. And I'm like, what? Because <laughs> that's again, where he does the shadow boxing thing, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he's so overconfident. He's like, Oh, I can totally take you this time. Like nothing's changed, but I'm gonna win. Like what? No, you're not. It's yeah. So, like by stupid dumb luck, Christopher you didn't, Columbus. You didn't count on me and my loyal army of dumbasses. Right, right. <laughs> Dumbass extraordinaire falls on the swarm, killing the swarm, and then the whole place collapses. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: I need to talk about more than anything in this whole movie. How the bird's name is Mortimer. <laughs> <laughs> no, but now I do. <laughs> but the bird tries to help Pico. Who, Marilyn has just like fallen into the water, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So Pico is going to be a hero and he's going to save the day. He's going to swoop down and he's going to save Marilyn. And he flies. The bird helps. He gets low. He goes there. Oh, the waterfall's right there. He's got to just grab her hand. His hand is so close to hers. And then he fucking misses. 
and she goes over the waterfall. Yeah, it's it's a shame. Like she's falling, he sl- he shoots a web out, and like it makes a little hand that's reaching out for her, <laughs> catches her, and then her head cracks on the pavement, and boom, that's the end of Marilyn <laughs> Stacy. Yeah. Yep. And but Andrew Griffith's coming back, baby. Woo! That's right. And so I have this all caps note that just says he missed. Fired in a mist. Ashley, again, you're just putting really high stakes on these guys. I think Disney has ruined you. Like, sorry, sometimes the man's not going to rescue you from the waterfall. But Ashley, his nose is so big, and in between his eyes, it's really hard to get a proper depth perception because everything just seems like it's further away than it should be. He has to like scratch it all the time. I get it. Yeah, but but don't worry about all of that because apparently Marilyn has Superman powers and is recharged (laughs) by Earth's yellow sun like mm-hmm. the Makes sun sense. brings her back to life yeah. you yeah. guys uh, saying these things like they're questions it's it's as clear as the, the you know <laughs> as the nose on pico's face yeah. <laughs> what was not clear until the tribe of natives explained this to us oh. they were being oppressed by the swarm the implications okay, just, i, I, I want to okay 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 before we get because we there's room for nothing else in the world once we talk about this ending yeah just very um, briefly the last bit of awful animation they do this weird dissolve to a kiss that takes like 30 seconds to do <laughs> where they show them kissing from afar and then kissing up close and they're just like yeah. superimposed over each other for way too long but as, as, as they're going through the jungle they came very close and this is the journey i want to ask i was like okay good this yeah. movie's going to end with the final depiction of columbus being a stupid coward but that's not where the film leaves it. Oh, no. Because that man made squishy with the swarm. He made squishy with the swarm. And as we all know uh, from our history books, because of the Texas Board of Education, Columbus was beloved by the natives. And they cheered and celebrated him every day. For making squishy with the swarm. For making squishy. odd. And yes. and thank God, because as the movie shows us, because of this man's bravery of coming and, and taming the savage lands of these natives, we can finally evolve and build great works like like New York City. And perhaps to honor him, they'll name something after him. He likes the sound of Columbus Circle. Can I tell you, the first time I saw this, mm-hmm. my brain snapped. The second time I saw it, I was angry. This morning, however, having slept on it, I am 90% sure that somebody who worked on this movie genuinely thinks Christopher Columbus discovered Manhattan Island. I really You've gone through more stages of grief than the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just talking in this common measure tone so as not to reach the internet and attack Brian for making me watch this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I genuinely think like somebody was just like, that's a thing. Not that's- since Nutcracker 3D have I been so dumbfounded. Well, actually, that means you have, you have to now do something bad. <laughs> I don't know. Well, hold on, because there's not, that's not the total end of the movie. There's a song and it's called. Heaven is the place in your heart, by some which I guess like is the message Jawel or something. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's already a very famous song telling me where heaven is. I don't. <laughs> it isn't too far away. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, that's where it isn't. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, baby, you know what it's worth. Oh, heaven. It's a place on earth. I'm not, I'm not like furious that we saw this, but like the whole, the whole thing, the whole thing feels like it warrants like a, like a documentary about it because it's just so absurd and it's so out there and it's just weird. It is so fucking weird. And I want, I want to know the whole story about all of how it got made. Yeah, I, I, I need the oral history on the magic. I Forge. really do. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. It's like I, I'm, I'm, just, I was a little worn down by this film in general, but it is, it's 100 percent sort of thing we should be watching. It's wacky and weird and out there. It's baffling. It's confusing. Yeah. It's it was, yeah, it, it was so much better to watch with people. It is the good kind of trash watch from season one where we just get a truly baffling film. Yeah, I laughed uh, a lot. Yeah, no, there's too. a lot of laugh. That's like it is. It is decidedly every man's trash. Yeah, but yeah. it skews more often into the you know so bad it's good frame. Not not so much. That I think anyone should watch it. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't don't yeah. watch it. I, I think I I don't think it quite gets. It's not the room. Like maybe if you had a party and a bunch of people and you yeah, can like this, if you have a group of people, it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. It's also on Tubi. I, I th- I think like you know like me like I just like hearing Dom DeLuise kind of rant and ramble a lot. So this this there are points in this movie where it's just genuinely funny for me because it's he's a funny man. You know, but yeah, it's it's I don't I don't need to see it again ever. Yeah. No. I have I have exercised this from my system. I I, I will hundred percent watch a documentary on it though. So if there's a documentary on the making of it, I, I am there for that. Cause oh, it is yeah, like the end result is so weird that it can only come from the most interesting like it's it's gonna be a more interesting story. If we really need the uh the uh, heart of darkness for, for this film. The magic yeah. voyage of the magic voyage. Yeah. This actually, it doesn't have like a, I, I wouldn't call it a, a shocking amount of like followership, but mm-hmm. it does, it had more five-star reviews than I had really anticipated. If there are four five-star reviews, I would call it shocking. There were like 12. Upsetting. Bad. It is, yeah, it's bad. Um, But this week's Trash to Treasure, I, I don't, we may have to take a break after this week. It's... Chris, what? it it's Chris? no, it's it's just crazy. It's it, this this legitimately might be the craziest thing I've ever read. Okay, Chris, you have yeah. the power to do this to us or not do this to us. Oh no, I have to because I've done it to myself, and if I don't share it, I'm I don't know if I'm going to get through it. Um, yeah. So this week's trash to treasure, I was introduced to someone by the name of G Chow, G Chow, and she writes, "I love this movie." Greatest movie of all time. Five stars, and the review goes as such. I totally agree with, and I don't know how to say this person's name, so I'm just going to spell the first part, H-S-I, Chan. He's never steered me wrong. If only he knew how much I love him. But I cannot bring myself to tell him. Maybe someday. Also, this movie rocks my socks. I love the woodworm, the fairy, and Christopher Columbus. The best movie in the world. Freaking love it. Aww. She just wants someone else to rock her socks. Yeah. That's how we're starting, guys. She wants the Christopher Columbus to her Isabella. Yep. All right. I'm going to give you the five-star review first. and then I'm gonna Oh, God, there's more than one. Oh. I'm so yeah. worried this is a teenager. Oh. 
I don't. Also, think Ashley's Ashley just Ashley and Brian are leaning forward into the microphones. I am like slinking away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, five star review for a gizmo from Gremlins Chia Pet. Five stars. Starts out with the title. But you're not supposed to get it wet. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, starts well out done, with the Brian. title. Bought this to cure my fears. Okay. Five of, star. Of, of Gremlins. <laughs> and the review goes as such. I was petrified of Gremlins forever. <laughs> but my therapist reminds me it's just a movie. And even... HSI Chan says not to worry about it. (laughs) Sometimes fear is conquered by facing the monsters. I'm still afraid of them if I'm being honest, but this gizmo is cute. Gizmo is the mind killer. (laughs) Guys, it gets so much. It gets so, so much worse. Continue. There's more? There's, oh, yeah, here's the one star review. <laughs> Gremlins DVD 2-pack. <laughs> <laughs> no, the one star review is for a personalized cardboard cutout. Okay. Of? Oh, no. And it's a, it's, it's a, it's a uh, make-your-own kind of situation, Brian. Oh, no. Uh, and gives it a one star review, calls it not worth the price. Okay. What's the price? Uh, it was it was like forty nine ninety nine. It was definitely expensive. Okay. Um, but here we go. One star review. Personalized cardboard cutout. I bought this to make a standee of my favorite person. <laughs> HSI Chan. And now the rest of this is in all caps. I need you to <gasps> understand. Oh boy! It came on time, but the image is blurry. I wanted to wake up to my beloved smiling at me every morning. Instead, <laughs> instead, I got nothing but a blurry shell of the man I know. One star. If, if I may, while you all, while you all collect yourselves. I have a uh, a pretty bold prediction. I I think it's probably dead on that uh, this person uh, has never spoken to HSI Chan. I'm in fact I would guess that HSI Chan is like either in a uh, like a band or a, like a podcaster or a YouTuber, or an anime character or something. And like, it, I think I I would argue like like a YouTuber, like a, a podcaster that would say stuff like, "Hey, your feet like like." Because in that second review, it was like, yeah. oh, like they say your fears yeah. are only like that seems like some inspirational nonsense that they might say at the end of a, a, an episode or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think this. Yeah. I think that is the level we're dealing with. I don't think this is someone that, that they've actually spoken to. No. I mean, I understand the attraction because according to this LinkedIn page, SSI Chan is an experienced business analyst with a demonstrated history of working in the banking industry. Uh, they're, they're skilled in data anal- analysis. And it does, and you're right, Brandon, it does sound like maybe she pulled off like an image from Facebook of this guy, and yeah. it just wasn't a high enough quality image, so when <laughs> she got the cardboard yeah. cutout, it was just bad. Like, but, honey, oh, no. no. No, sweetie, oh, no. no. That's so bad. <laughs> like, it's so, I, 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 
I read it to Merritt before she left today because she wasn't going to be able to hop on the record. I said, I, you have to know about this in real time. Like, I can't make you wait for the episode to drop because you need to, you need to just live in this world where I've met this person now. Again, this is one of my favorite types of reviews because uh-huh. she's clearly trying to get his attention and confess her love for him. Like, maybe he'll see this review and he'll know. You know, this This is why th- this is the problem. This is Zanga should have never gone away. Yeah. <laughs> because they should just make vague posts, assuming that their crush is going to read their Zanga because they put a link to it in their aim profile. And on their and, MySpace page. <laughs> yeah, and on their MySpace page, thinking like, oh, my crush is definitely going to click on it and they're going to see me pining away after them. And they're going to. Why you got to call me out like this? Actually, <laughs> we were, we were, I was there, too. Me too. Yeah. Actually, you're not alone. You're not special. You're not a snowflake. I used to, honest to God, I used to believe the girl I was crushing on, if I continually moved her up like a slot from my top eight every other day, like she would get the hint that like, yeah, yeah, you're just, you're growing in my heart, girl. It's happening. I once wrote out the lyrics to Merry Christmas, darling. On my zing. <laughs> yes, I met the pathetic sack this week. Oh, it's 100% me. We oh. already agreed that I'm Isabella. <laughs> oh, honey, no. Actually, actually Isabella is not pathetic. Isabella is a fully realized and self-possessed woman who is a horny wine mom and owns it. Okay, yeah. that's true. This that's is true. true. Yeah, this, this is no, not that's... sad pining Ashley going after every oh. gay man in her high school. This is like that, it was. It was for the gay man. You're it now you know, <laughs> you're now sex cooker wine mom. That's where you're at. Yeah. <laughs> Live that Isabella life. Be the Isabella you want to see in the world. Yep. <laughs> oh, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> that's fucking great. Oh, by the way, like, does everybody remember their first um, AIM handle? Like what it was? Oh yeah, baby. One and only. Mine, it's, I was trying to be smooth. I was like a seventh grader, like, ah, this will get the chicks to like me or whatever. Uh, My original AIM screen name was DJ Casanova. Wow. That is accurate. Literally nothing about that. You are the engaged one in this group. (laughs) Yes, it works. That's going to be sadder than the Trash to Treasures. (laughs) <laughs> but it hopefully will be less sad about the movie game. Movie game! <laughs> all right. Well, our own Chris is all that stands between us, and it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. So, Chris, uh, what, are you, what are you bringing to close out our November here? Will Christmas uh, come early? I will give you a pre-warning. This was a movie that I... I just saw it one day in a library while I was just looking for movies and I picked it up. I think it's genuinely a fun movie, but people absolutely hate this movie <gasps> and it almost ruined a career of a really popular actor. So I already uh, did land at a loss. I know, but we're, <laughs> we're going to head down this one. I, I do genuinely love this movie. I think it's hilarious. Um, It's from 2004. It is rated R and it is marked as a comedy crime thriller what's the runtime uh runtime 100 uh yeah one hour and 44 minutes this hollywood homicide no but that is on my short list comedy crime thriller huh Mm -hmm. do you feel like all those genres are fair uh i would take away thriller i don't i don't see the thriller i would call it more comedy crime heist is it like bumbling crooks it's something like bumbling crooks yes 
Uh, is this part of a series? I'm guessing no. not since the people hate it. Is it based on anything? It's not based on a true event, but it is a semi remake. Uh, this is way too early for lady killers, right? <gasps> oh, is it's it the lady, lady killers. killers. It's lady not too killers. early for lady killers. Chris, Chris, I agree with you. I think this is a genuinely fun movie. <laughs> I love this movie and people hate it so much. And I just want to, I just want us to talk in silly oh, Tom Hanks, I'm, Southern accent. I'm very uh, excited because I, I wanted to watch this, but then it yeah. got this negative response. I never got around to, but yeah. Interesting. I thought that was later in the 2000s. I actually own this movie. <laughs> not, I mean, you own a lot of garbage, though, so that's yeah. not a ringing endorsement. No, it's true. It's true. This is going to be the Lady Killers is going to be such a step up after this week. Like, so obviously, like we could just watch the DVD menu of the Lady Killers for 20, 120 minutes and it'd be better. <laughs> Also, Ashley, I think you're going to be really thrilled next week because Tom Hanks's character in The Lady Killers is essentially just Southern Ted Mosby. Like, a hundred percent. No, no, no. Don't be awing. It's like the worst parts of Ted, like oh, the no. Renaissance parts of Ted, but I with a Southern accent. <laughs> Ashley, in keeping with your theme for the month, Tom Hanks is an overconfident protagonist. Yeah, yeah. we did it. He is. We, we did, did it. it. You're right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Although, just uh, speaking of that, I, since Chris had asked before the movie game, uh, yeah, in case you had any doubt that I was a pretentious uh, megalomaniac, my uh, aim scream name was Supreme Potentate. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Which I, I think everyone agrees tracks just as much as Chris's DJ Casanova. It does. It does. Brian, what I was think, yours? Oh, sorry, I have no guy. earthly idea. Actually, I do don't remember? remember, but it was probably something religious. It was probably like Woodard for Jesus. There's, I don't know. It was like, yeah, it was. I don't. What would Woodard do for Jesus? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, I am very excited about my pick for next week with the Lady Killers. But if you didn't get enough of us this week and us talking about a magic voyage, you can check us out on all of our social medias and our Patreon. Brian, where was that found? Uh, We are on Instagram and Facebook at Trash Watch Podcast. We are on Twitter at Trash Watch Cast. And we are on Patreon at patreon.com slash trashwatch. If you get in there uh, soon, by right after hearing this episode, you can get in time for our, to be name dropped in the next episode. Hey, so, uh, yeah, every month uh, at the uh, $5 a month here, we, uh, you're a named producer. Uh, but also, if you just want to throw a dollar away, we also appreciate that. We appreciate yeah. one and every patron. Absolutely. Although after this week, maybe Brian doesn't get a paycheck for what he did to us. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, man. I still have to edit this, Chris. This is my penance. This is your penance. You're right. Uh, but yes, of course, if, if you have a movie that you'd like us to talk about, or if you have a theme month idea, we would love to hear from you. You can drop that in our Gmail. It's trashwatchpodcast at gmail.com. I am so glad we never have to watch or talk about the magic voyage ever again. So until next week for Lady Killers, I'm Chris. I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. I am... I am from the bottom of my heart so sorry don't be sorry just own up to it sorry (laughs) i'm so so sorry i'm brian (laughs) i'm brandon and i'm isabella yeah you are (laughs) clean sloppy bitch yourself (laughs) (laughs) the lord and lady sloppy bitch That would have been a much better bit. Too bad. End of the episode. <laughs> wow. <Wah, wah. laughs>